And here we go. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Hot Takes. I'm Young Shiro, and this is... Oh, skeleton lipstick. How are you today? <laughs> oh, shit. Hot Takes. Damn. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Please let us know if it's too loud, too quiet. If you can't hear me, if you can't hear Chris, if you can't hear oh, FM fire. Skyline when he shows up. Yeah, we got some flames. Look at those flames. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got a little, yeah, uh... No, no expenses spared. Bro, what do we got a little... Damn, damn, son. Whoa, okay. Even that guy showed up. So, anyways, yeah, thank you so much <laughs> for showing up, guys. Um, Thank you, Tech Honors, for rating us from 100p. Thank you for coming, everybody, every loyal viewer, every new viewer, welcome. And uh, also thank you to Indie Advent from uh, Tiger Blood Tapes and Utopia District for recording this and sending me the file after we're done so we can put it on youtube um so do you want to tell them what hot takes is chris to anyone that's new sure hot takes is a show where we discuss some different types of opinions that we have on music on art on the process of creating art on the process of consuming art and we're not trying to be edgy we're not trying to hurt feelings we're actually just trying to take in the same way that with art is a way of taking reality and turning it on its side to view it a little bit differently, opinions can be a way of taking things you've learned or known, turning them on their side to see about see the world a little bit differently. That's what I'm talking about, man. So today we have a uh, guest, and uh, it's obvious who it is. But my God, if that was as loud for everybody else as it was for me, please let me know. Um, also, if the music's not loud enough or if we're not loud enough, again, let us know. But before we bring in FM Skyline, we got a couple things for you. Um, Chris has a hot take, and I have a recommendation. So I'll go first if that's cool. Go for it. Let's go. All right. So if you guys haven't heard DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ's newest album, Charmed, or if you were not at the Rosewood event where we had uh, DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ play, you need to check it out. It's long, but it is not only the best in my opinion the best marriage of lo-fi house and vaporwave music but it is just a damn fun wild ride um the title track is what i want to talk about if you guys haven't heard that title track yet oh my god i cannot stop listening to it it's amazing outstanding it is blessing dude i cannot stop playing it over and over and over so if any of you guys are fans of lo-fi house or if any of you guys are fans of vaporwave or just sample based music in general check out dj sabrina the teenage dj i have to actually directly credit that artist for introducing me to lo-fi house even though i was a fan of four on the floor music prior to hearing it that was my gateway drug so charmed dj sabrina the teenage dj hot take time all right hot take time so my hot take is going to be i think that for today i'm going to talk a little bit about well we've had obviously a lot of uh, a lot of issue, a lot of drama that i hate using that word too it's so so i don't know something about that word just seems very uh, artificial but either way we've had a lot of drama in the vapor twitter sphere as of recently and i think it's very important that we all instead of reacting so much to what people do that maybe make us upset or stir controversy within us have patience and then instead of having a knee-jerk reaction and getting terribly angry and wanting to fight against somebody to just sometimes allow 
the vitriol to spew from somebody and just let them do it and not take it so seriously and take it with a grain of salt and not let it affect your day and not let it affect the way that you process music or you process the scene or anything like that or even process the person. Just allow it to happen and ignore it. Twitter, sometimes people get on Twitter and they've had a really hard day or a hard week or something of that nature and they go on and they expel this tension into that world and they almost like they, they people want a fight almost and to, to get rid of this anxious energy and honestly the best thing to do is to just take a deep breath and relax and not respond to it and honestly wait for that wait for whoever is upsetting you to sort of just calm down because sometimes they don't mean it you know so i think that you know a lot of times we like to do an us versus them sort of game we like to draw lines in the sand you know you do it i mean you know, not you i mean you as in like you know the you know, the general you you know you i we do it and then the antagonist in our mind does it as well and lines in the sand get drawn and you know it's this is all, like twitter is just take it with a grain of salt take everything with a grain of salt and the more you can learn to have patience the more you learn to just deal with people and with everybody and everything just so much better um you know to just not fall into your first reaction when you hear something or experience something you don't like to not fall into it and to do your very very best to understand that everybody is human and to understand that everybody feels sorrow and everybody feels tension and anxiety and it's not all about you or it's not all about them it's just a general experience and um you know do yeah. your very best to to not say things you can't take back even if the person that's angry you're angry with is doing that you know what i mean so don't you know just don't give into it don't right. give into it you rise above it you know what i mean there like, you go that's this is a hot take we're all fighting honestly, a battle that's and this is a hot take because this is just really you know this isn't the 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 standards of operation that we usually use in this in the internet world where we're just text using like we have a certain set of characters to text to get our point across you know you know try not to be just a point be a fully well-rounded person and uh and rise above this sort of stuff and this shouldn't be a hot take but it really is because it's just um you know people like lines in the sand to be drawn oh yeah and we don't need to do that we don't need to do that pacifism you know? isn't as sexy but yeah, pacifism right isn't sexy. But you know what, man? Like, you don't have just because you're rising above it. And that doesn't mean you're a pushover. And that doesn't mean not. that you're letting people walk. Like, people can. Here's another hot take: people confuse, you know, being peaceful and rising above situations as like I don't know, you know, being weak-minded. But it's not, man. It's being strong-hearted. Absolutely, it's a strength. It's definitely not a weakness. You know, and like you can still be strong and you can still have, you can still, you know, there's, there's different ways to do this than name calling. There's different ways to do this than infighting. And, um, you know, there's, there's ways to set, to have, hold yourself as the example and be fucking strong hearted and like, um, and just unbendable in your fucking peacefulness. And that's fucking being a warrior, dude. Like that's being fucking strong. Like you're not gonna get your will bent, and you're not gonna allow their rage, you know, someone else's rage or anxiety, to inflict it upon you. You know what I mean? You're fucking tougher. Ooh. You know what I mean? And they're tougher too. <laughs> and they just need to realize it. They have that tough. Every people have these. Everyone has it, and they just need to kind of tap into it. 
And the best thing to do is to be that fucking unbending bridge. You know what I mean? Oh I my god, that is a is that all right? Getting too hot right now, bro. <laughs> I, I I well honestly was going to do like a hot take, dude. Like before we started this uh, this right now, like I was ready to do like a hot take about like techno <laughs> music or something, and I'm like, you know what? Well, let me, well, it's like I th- it's like let me let me throw out the uh, the note cards and just uh, let's just go let me just go off the cuff here, and I think love I like it. that. Love it. Well said. Yeah. Anyway. All right. And well, that TJ Sabrina album is great. Dude, it is a long one, but it is worth it. I do have a soft soft spot for the very first album, Making Magic, because it's more of, of like a um, more of like a lo-fi house sound. But Charmed is an absolute like banger. You guys got to hear it yeah. if you haven't. Oh man, Equip is here. What's up, Equip? Um, well, should we bring on our guest or Kevin? Kevin is probably the sexiest man in vaporwave now, right? With his like his all his gains, yeah, and his beautiful hair. Kevin so is he's like stupid he's like, Jack. Is now. he the hunkiest? Let's get you know what? Before we continue this conversation of who's the hunkiest person in vaporwave, why don't we bring on a incredibly a possible candidate for the hunkiest man in vaporwave right now? Okay. Damn, who could we possibly be talking about? Oh shit! It might be <laughs> this guy. Is, What's up, bro? <laughs> His name is underneath the, the, the TV screen. We got FM Skyline. Wait, is he on? He is on. Hey, what's Pete. up, man? What's Yo. up, you beautiful man? What's up? Good to see you guys. Everybody, say hello on. and thanks, thanks to FM Thank Skyline you. for joining us. We brought FM Skyline on because obviously he has some very hot music. He has some oh, very uh, hot um, tastes and uh, just an overall general uh, hot kind of persona so we couldn't resist um so we need okay. you guys to help us with what we want to talk to fm skyline about all right so so first things first um wait did, did he get to hear did Pete get to hear anything i just said no yeah i heard it I, yeah okay good okay pete yeah. first things first how do you feel about that if some if there's something that's bothering you you know that's a superficial thing that's kind of bothering you how do you handle it like, what do you do? Where do you put your mind? How do? What do you, you mean do? on social media or, or in general? Why don't we start with social media and then you can do in general? You know what I mean? Um, I try to keep I try to keep my stuff like that off social media. I, I try to just post about music and art I like. But I mean, I tend to every once in a while I'll get I'll have some beers and I'll and I'll kind of overshare. But that's more my stuff rather than ranting and yeah. raving about somebody else's stuff. Yeah. Wait, so you make pacifism sexy? Uh. Uh, maybe I don't know. Hopefully, there's a hot take in the chat, guys. Shiny Crystal Pistol says it's okay to pirate an artist's music if they're terrible people. What do you guys think? It's about okay that? to pirate an artist's music. I don't. I don't know. What? What? By pirate, do you mean? Like, oh, download like download. You wouldn't, oh. you wouldn't download a car or that yeah. kind of thing. I mean, I, mean, I would assume it means like procure the music without supporting the artist. Yeah. Like steal their yeah. music, not pay them. Let's yeah. Let's say you, 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 it depends on the situation. Like what kind of stealing we mean? I guess I don't know. Uh, like just to download it for free? I mean, yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I always thought so. about. I think it. Yeah, just I make sure you rip in, it in lossless quality. Yeah. I think what I I think what I said in a previous uh, cast one time is the fact of the matter is that you know sometimes if if an artist's music moves you and this is you know before you they they do something that really angers you like for example I I've said this in another in a previous show I think but for example like the Smiths right like 
yeah, Morrissey is a complete piece of shit, right? He's horrible. He says horrible he's things. A, he's a terrible person, right? But I can't take away what happened to me the first time I listened to The Smiths. Like, I can't yeah. undo. I already experienced it. I, I can't undo how I felt. I'm going to see mm -hmm. him live. I'm not going to buy his music, but I can't go back in time now and undo hearing, you know, <laughs> like, undo, yeah. undo hearing you know, uh, meet his murder for the first time. Like, I can't do it. I, it happened. It's part of me now. And it's, it's, and I'll, also, it's my fucking experience. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's mine. My experience with that yeah, art is yeah. fucking mine. And I, it, no one can take that away from me. Not even the piece of shit who made it. Cause that motherfucker is just a vessel at the end of the day. As I believe most artists are, are vessels for something bigger than them. And yeah, I'm not going to support him. I'm not going to give him my fucking money. But I mean, Holy I cannot, I cannot shit, listen man. to this Truth. music anymore. Truth. Yeah, yeah, you can't not, take it back out mean, of here. Mean. Yeah, man. Also, somebody says, "Hot." Uh, what did they say? Uh, this podcast cannot continue without acknowledging Skelly's amazing hair right now. Is it amazing? Zero zero eighty three says you have amazing hair. I am getting amazing hair, and I've got my buddy Pete in the in the chat right now, and That's my hair is getting complimented. Woo! You have, you have really nice hair. You do have really nice. Hair. I I just want to know. We talked really about nice the humidity beard, versus like dryness. Does your hair still? hold that shape and have that volume in a dry climate or is that talking to me or fm i'm talking fm like does the humidity give you life or um can you keep that that voluminous um head of hair going on in a drier climate as well yeah it doesn't it doesn't change much it's pretty dense so it's usually even if i go like in a pool it's still kind of oh holy shit that's that's what I really wanted to know, man. Well, we can end the show now. Just kidding. <laughs> Speaking of um, of pool, man, I I missed that that one uh, that one uh, afternoon that we all got to hang out at the pool with like you and me and surfing and uh, satin sheets and Aaron before uh, Electronicon, Pete. That was such a fun time. And they went yeah, to the was, bars. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was like we were, we were on cloud nine. You know, up there. It was such a great day, and it was just meeting everybody. It's, yeah. It's like it's from some other dimension of my life or something at this point, you know? Oh, yeah. So, right? but, yeah it was wonderful. At this point, especially, right? So, I got some uh, got some votes going down in the chat. Um, S for oh, Skelly we... has best hair, F for FM has best hair. <laughs> oh, man. No, I is not allowed. I am not an option. It's just S for Skelly or F. For FM, I did not get to go to Econ One, and I'm mad at you guys. Oh, it was so fun! <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm really happy fun. for you, but I'm also <laughs> mad. So, you know what I really enjoyed about that? Um, I think it might have even been the same day as the pool. Was that was when um, also that night at Baby's All Right, uh, surfing played with um, our buddy Dennis, right? Eighteen K oh, Fair, man. And so, uh, so, what was really fun about? But let me tell you what was my favorite part of that night. Was that okay? So surfing was playing, and I was just hanging out. What you know, I was doing their merch while they were on stage. And Pete comes up to me. Pete had a few delicious beers in his system. Oh, and shit. this is like the first time I. This was the first time I met Pete, and this day. And then Pete comes up to me. He's like, he's a little joke. He's like, you know what? He's like, when I heard you were a doctor, I was like, oh, what's this guy gonna be like? And then he's like, but you're like the chillest dude, man. And I was like, thank you, <laughs> I appreciate that. And I was cracking up. <laughs> and I thought that was a that was adorable, and I was like, "Yeah, thanks, man. You're fucking chill as fuck too. I love this guy. He's great." Yeah. 
Man, Pete's the best. You are, you are a sweetheart. That's true. You're a sweetheart, man. You would have so much fun at T-Chill. I'm so sorry that things got oh, shut yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Wasn't your thing. set like one of the most... People consistently talk about your set. Like, they always talk about Telepath set and FM Skyline set for Econ. Oh, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of people up there. And I was... I was... I did have the Manhattan Skyline right behind me, which was fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it was beautiful, and it was one of the it was one of the first performances of the day too. And it was less beautiful to be outside when you were performing it. You know what I mean? In like the sun, it was just such a vibe, such a vibe, man. Yeah. Uh, you mm -hmm. you performed at Econ too as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so which one did you like better? Hot take time. <sighs> I can't really. I can't Come on, man! That. Don't give me the diplomatic answer. It's well, I guess. The, well, the first one, just because it was like the first time it was happening, and it was like, wow, this is this is this is the best. I was day really of my life, hoping you'd say Econ Two. Damn. Yeah. Well, but that's... two was two was like bigger and better in other ways too, and and being in the West Coast and like you know all of that stuff, and so they were hard. Was to that compare, your first time in LA? It was like you know, the, wow, this is the best day of my life so far, kind of thing. You know. Oh, that's so cool, man. Was that your first time in LA? <laughs> um, no, I had been out there years ago. My uncle lives out there, so oh, I had right, seen okay. him. Yeah, but that, I hadn't been in a long time when I was there for free time too. I, I love LA, man. Yeah, yeah I, love I, I love LA too, man. I it's a it's a vibe out there. I I, I gotta stop saying the word vibe all the time, but I'm not <laughs> going to. But I'm not going to. But it really is. It's just a whole. It, it's really fun. It's and the people are are. You know, not to generalize, but they're different than people on the East Coast. You know, they're, they, they, there's a different way of speaking. There's a different way of operating and walking around and just in, experiencing life is different. It's not better. It's not worse on one coast or the other. It's just different. And it's it's very much appreciated. Like I had a great time in L.A., but I want to talk to Pete about stuff. Pete, I have some questions for you. You, you, what, what kind of music were you making before FN Skyline? Um, I've been uh, I've been around the chart a little bit. I was I had made a bunch of rock and roll guitar music and songwritery mm -hmm. stuff at certain points, but mm -hmm. I kind of went through like a jazz and classical phase. How old were you when you first started deciding that you wanted to start making music? Like, what age did this hit you? Oh, it's it's like a really kind of corny answer, but like since I was a little kid, because my mom, my dad played uh, instruments, and so I grew yeah. up around it and all that, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Really. No, it's been yeah. I've been playing for a long time. But. Your dad played instruments. What, what kind of what, what kind of music was played in the house? He's a big he's like a big folk music nerd. So he listened wow. to a lot of folk and, and country. But he had a lot of good jazz records. So I think that's where I first heard this. So he was Dude. really into pop and Thelonious Monk and stuff like that. Hmm, interesting. That's pretty sick. Was so, the first artist you? Re oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I oh, I just I I've had a question I've always wanted to ask him. So. You mentioned in the interview, the aforementioned poolside interview, that you, when you heard vaporwave music, thought that it was all original compositions. Yeah, I was, I was, I was under the impression that a lot of what I was first encountering, and some of it was true, uh, you know. Right. But, but it was like I was like interpreting a lot of the things I was hearing, like oh, it's. I guess I, my brain was saying, oh, I can imagine doing that is what it was telling me. The something. reason I think that's so cool is I did too. Like, not to yeah. put the spotlight on myself, but I missed out on a lot of the cultural zeitgeist because of the way I was raised. So when I first heard a yeah. lot of Vaporwave, I thought it was original and a lot of the chill wave with samples. I thought they were doing all that stuff too. And that's kind of yeah. influenced your music a little bit, hasn't it? 
Yeah, because I just kind of started doing that, you know. I was like, oh, so you make like a R&B tune and you slow it down and put effects on it, you know. <clears throat> so I just started doing it that way. Nice. So, so someone, yeah, it's definitely effective. I know you had a, qu a question for Pete, but um, real quick, the you, chat you know, said no, earlier. I, it's helping. You can wait. Somebody said a someone had like a hot take or a question, and they said that um, FM Skyline is um, utopian virtual. <laughs> it's oh, fun. Um, not strictly. I've I've, I've kind of gone through that, but um, no, not 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 purely. I mean, I think yeah. I kind of started away away a little bit, and Lightwear okay. was kind. Of, my my last album was kind of very like a utopian virtual kind of thing, but um, well no, said. I I I think I'm kind of a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I kind of hop around with my 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 thing a little bit too much for that. Do you uh, do you uh, like the obsessive genre it. tagging? Are you into that, or are you more like anti-genre? Well, I, I like, I love, I love like the, the the genre, like oh, this is this is midi gaze, or you know, like kind of making up like a yeah. like a fun name for whatever I'm working on at the moment is really right. fun. But I think because I do that so much, it kind of makes me overall not quite a, a umbrella kind of thing. I guess I, I think that's a great way I, I like it when people approach things like that when they honestly like over name whatever they're doing and they give it a bunch of different names to the point that it almost becomes you know well it is it, it becomes it is irony right and it becomes irony and <laughs> then it actually in my opinion moves kind of a little bit beyond irony to uh, you know being like yeah my, my the music I make is just a giant whirlpool of ideas you know and, yeah. and the concepts and you know what the fuck you know I'm sure people are going to try and tell you like, well, utopian virtual is this or that or that. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, no, it's kind of just a feeling, you know, you can't really you, you sure you can point to some kind of sonic sonic uh, benchmarks within in the, all these things that we talk about. But it's so much better when you can't, in my opinion. I am a big fan of, of a genre name where you can't really point to a lot of sonic benchmarks. But when you can point to a way that it makes you feel or a way that it makes you experience something. Do you know what I mean? Am I making mm, sense? Yes, right I now? think so. Because it seems to yeah, be a well, lot of the genre right. names are just basically you know, based on I what actually the like sounds mm, like. That can bothers I do a hot me a little take? bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Like, for example, um, I'm really not the biggest fan of names that genre names that just sort of represent um i don't know man like kind of just like that don't have a deeper thing beyond well this is like okay i'm just gonna go out and say it uh i really okay <laughs> i'm gonna get in trouble but <laughs> i really like i don't like the genre name slush wave oh uh, no it doesn't signify anything to me i don't like that genre name i like the ooh, bands ooh. That, and the producers that make it but like it's just like oh, because it sounds slushy. Is that it? Yeah, it seems that's like annoying. <laughs> that's annoying, man. Like that that's annoying, take, man. Like I mean, even though I we like all know what it sounds I mean, like. Well, yeah. I do, but like I don't know what it means. Like just telling me that, like that's kind of annoying. Exactly. Um, it's fine. I love like a dishwasher. Let's do one thing straight right now. I fucking love slush wave artists. I just can't stand saying that. Oh, I got <laughs> like, You don't like saying? Is that sorry. one of those words that gives but, you like a full body cringe, like moist? Yeah, kind of like moist, you know? <laughs> like, and I'm just like, what, like, what, what else? Like, come on. Like, what else beyond this aside from just like, you know, that, that sort of like gushy noise? Like, I don't know, man. Like, you just I appreciate, gushy? I appreciate a, um, even like, <laughs> even a genre name that I appreciate even is like Signal Wave. Like, I appreciate that name. I understand. I, I kind of don't even know what Signal Broken means. Broken, you have an idea of what that means. 
Broken Transmission yeah. is kind of a cool Beast. name too. You know what I mean? Small because it does soft. make conjures up ideas in my mind of of things beyond just the sound, but like a world. You know what I mean? Like I like genres that make me think of a whole. I like world building. It's half the reason I think that I like you know vaporwave in the first place is the idea of world building and not even specific. Oh yeah, building, when it gives you like a really eyes. specific image in your head. Yeah. Does that and happen you know to you guys? I mean? Okay, good. Oh god, all the time, man. And like I just I just feel like it's almost um you know, I don't really like that name very much because like I don't want to just think of slush. I want to think of the world that's being created by the music, not just you know, a, 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 an onomatopoeia <laughs> like or whatever. FM Skylines music makes me think just of me. And I know that's a controversial statement, and I'm going to say it one more time. I fucking love people like Desert Sands, uh, you know, you know, Desert Sands feels warm at night, et cetera, et cetera. These are fantastic artists who are brilliant producers. She's not my favorite name. That's it. That's all. I'm done. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I feel like, well, I mean, so Slush Wave at this point, it's like, yeah, it's like sometimes you have a hankering for something, and the only thing that it can be is Slush Wave, right? You know, and it's kind of one of those things that's not... True. It's not attempted. It's not. I don't think it's attempting to be sort of like conceptually rich when it's when you're calling a slush wave. You're just like you just want to hear that. That good mac and cheese. Like, you just want to fucking get high and go. You know, it's like a mood. You, sometimes it, yeah. there's you're a lot right. of dance music genres that are like that. You know, where it's just like yeah. I got to hear some break beats. I got to hear some jungle. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, that's absolutely perfect. You know, that really is a really good way of putting it, and that definitely puts it in perspective for me when you compare it metaphorically like that yeah mm-hmm. that puts it in pers- yeah i see exactly Huge what you're way. saying that's a really good way to play it and also <laughs> I, wanna, good, yeah. I, I sort of want to sample that sound effects you just made right there with the mouth movement and just kind of use that said, for something now gotta start that's calling fun. it goosh wave <laughs> craft wave lux is going off <laughs> Velveeta wave. let me ask you a question um you know, when you were, <laughs> when did you, when you were, I know you grew up with music. I know music was always a big part of your life, but um, there's always a time when it translates first. Like, you know, when I was growing up, my parents played a lot of, uh, of music. They didn't play a lot of music, but they played music or had the radio on. And I, I vibed with it. I chilled with it. I liked it a lot. You know, I glow, you know, they played classic rock or they played Tears for Fears, 80s music as well. And I loved it. But it was always their music. You know, I went back and rediscovered these bands on my own, but that was always their music. But there's always a point in our adolescence when all of a sudden it's no longer our parents' music. It's no longer our parents' influence anymore. But there's something that that we discover on our own and we really connect with. And like that's really when the journey truly begins, right? That's when the musical journey truly, truly, truly begins is when we find something that we connect with that we didn't even learn from our parents, right? Can I ask you what were some of the first artists that you kind of were like, oh, this is like, this is mine. You know what I mean? Like I'm starting my music journey now. Probably, uh, probably Nirvana. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, you know, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great. Probably example. Nirvana. I don't. Um, yeah, Nirvana and Stone Temple Pilots and all that stuff was probably. I don't know because I guess that music was. It was like it's supposed to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Generation, generationally, anyways, right at that time. No, oh, for sure. You yeah, know. you you know you're like the same era. In other words, I don't know if my first my first cassette being like Billy Idol "Shock to the System" counts. If that was you know like if that was really my like, identity, <laughs> that was your you know, first like, cassette. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I think man. My but, first... you know, I was like four or something, so it's not like I 
free. I'm an individual now. You know. <laughs> Pete, I think adorable. that my first cassette, like that I bought myself, like my I remember my first two cassettes that I bought myself that were like, yeah, this is like mine. It was like Green Jellies album mm. and uh serial, uh serial killer soundtrack and uh the last action hero uh soundtrack i think nice. i i bought Damn. those were like the first those were like mine and i remember like going through those tapes and like memorizing the songs on it memorizing the artist names on it and then eventually like you know outgrowing it and moving on to nirvana you know what i mean yeah. and moving on to uh you know that was an interesting time period back then right that that was that was popular yeah. music that was like Nirvana and, and yeah. Alice in Chains and these bands were, this was the popular music. That was weird. I remember, yeah, I remember a friend of mine had like, he got a hold of like a Stone Temple Pilots cassette and we like went over his house and like our, our parents were at work and like there's a one song, he was like, I wanna fuck, I wanna fuck. And he was like, oh, he said, he said fuck, oh my God. You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Dude, like the first time I listened to like The Offspring's Bad Habit and there's like, you stupid goddamn motherfucker. Like, you know, like, I remember that being like, oh man, he's really, I can't play this for my parents. Say my parents rock and roll no more. <laughs> oh man. See, and I got raised in a, a fundamentalist Christian household, so I got to listen to Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith my whole life. Uh, they what got a revelation that must have been for you when you like, yeah, this is true. Did you know this, Pete? That like, yeah, this is how like uh, Isaac, like he, this was his experience growing up. Can you imagine experiencing music for the first time, really, truly, when you're like 18 and you can really appreciate it, you know, completely? It was weird, yeah, man. That's kind of a odd thing, like, right? Sometimes when I'm talking with people, they'll reference like a really well-known song or a popular film or or TV show, and I'm just like, I got nothing, man. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to help me out. And I I have a bad memory too, so it's like, oh, it's the worst. You would never know that by talking to you, though, Isaac. Oh, you're you too have... kind. Well, because like, what's really funny with you is that like you went from zero to like sixty real fast. Like you didn't really listen to any music, and then all of a sudden you were connecting with Shoegazer. <laughs> oh, dude, shoot, dude. Okay, so before, like the whole chill wave and synth fun. wave and vapor wave movement, I thought I would be a shoegazer forever, man. <laughs> By the way, did you guys hear about My Bloody Valentine? The, the new thing, yeah. Yeah, apparently they've the got a cool coming. I out. just saw, I just saw some kind of tweet or something just an hour ago. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, Lux told me all yeah, about. It. I was like, oh damn, that's gonna be exciting. Whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, um, you know, shoegaze, I just really feel like, you know, that has a lot of influence on a lot of the people who got into Vaporwave, in my opinion. I, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I, Pete, I think I've even talked to you about this before, that yeah. Uh, yeah, shoegazer, you know, the, you, let's talk about, and I've talked to you about this before, where like that time period between like, you know, in the two th the mid-2000s when like shit started becoming kind of stale, and then we're like, oh, well, I don't know what to listen to anymore. Like I was listening to like early 2000s indie, and before that I was listening to like, you know, hardcore and punk and like, you know, the mid, you know, the 90s emo and, and all that stuff. And then like I moved on to this and then like you hit the 2000s and then you're like five and you're like, I don't know what to listen to with like rock music anymore. Like mm -hmm. this is like, what do I have? Like, this stuff is so polished now, like shiny toy guns. Like this is like, like yeah. straightforward, like fucking like indie rock has been like co-opted by like iPod commercials. The and, iPod, like everybody iPod, just wants to make iPod, music. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember like turning to Shoegazer and I remember turning to, you know, uh, whatever was going on in France with the dance music. Right. You know, and I remember turning to, you know, going, you know, turning to like Boards of Canada and this stuff as well. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of these similar influences, like all that stuff sort of pulled itself together. And like the Vaporwave scene was sort of like, you know, burst out of that. That and like after seeing the Chillwave people. Right. It's like, you know, Vaporwave scene bursts out of those four things. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. It's I kind of didn't I didn't really 
I, I wasn't really aware of that sort of when it was happening, you know. But yeah, I kind of experienced that same thing where it was like, where was the iPod rock, mm -hmm. you know? But then getting into like shoegaze and all the post rock stuff. Mm -hmm. and, you know, oh, was, dude, was I was a, nice, a huge post rock fan. fan. What are your What are your big yeah. What are your favorite post rock acts? Let's go. Um, I think I was, well, I'm not sure how many I listened to, but yeah, I was really into like explosions in the sky, you know. Oh, holy yeah. shit. Hey, crazy story. I met the guy that did the artwork for the cover of, um, uh, what's the second album with the plane where they got in trouble for like 9-11? Because people thought it was like, oh, a, those, those who tell the truth shall live forever. Those who tell the truth shall die. Yeah. I met Jeff the person that did the cover art for that. Crazy. Oh man, I see DS dude talking about Jeff Rose. I don't know where Jeff Rosenstock, why it was mentioned in the chat, but man, that guy's amazing. If you can ever see Jeff Rosenstock live, um, you know, that guy is carrying, you know, the reason people are very still much, it can still even be excited about punk. I, honestly, that guy, I think he's one of the big reasons why. I'm always amazed to see how many younger people are like super into Jeff Rosenstock. And that's just such a cool thing because that guy's amazing. And um, he's a really fun, fun guy to see live. So um, just a shout out to Jeff Rosenstock. And if you're not listening to him, go listen to him. But more importantly, if you can see him live, like that's an energetic performance or, you know, listen to him or bomb the record industry. I have never heard bands, him. Right? Can you recommend? A oh, he's fantastic. To the audience and to me. too fucking hard, but if someone else wants to do that, that's great. I can't I can't decide, See, man, right now. Telling you, man. I'll, send you, I'll send you stuff later. Please do. Or if but, anyone uh, in the chat. You know what? I want to ask FM Skyline a question, too. Is uh, Oh, go ahead. The chat. Sorry, Isaac. No, no, no. no. Chat, recommending a Jeff Rosenstock song. Go ahead. Yeah, please do. DS, dude, you could help with that, maybe. Uh, you know what, Pete? I have a question. Were you, uh, when you were growing up, did you have like a punk rock phase? You know, since you're around the same age as me, did you have like a punk phase? Did you go? I know you had like a, a like a hardcore phase or anything like that. Oh, uh, I think like I was too, I was like a little too suburban or something, so I didn't really get into like punk until I was a little bit out of high school, mm. and I just sort of discovered all like the early early stuff and went through all like Minutemen and and all that stuff. But I like I kind of was just really suburban until mm. I was like 18 or so. Besides. Then then I found out about like the hardcore emo thing, which was really big in South Jersey. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's wait. You you were from South Jersey. Yeah, I but I don't think I was, you know I was, I'm from South Jersey too, right? Damn, I don't know. I feel so left out. Did we not I, ever talk about this? I don't know. Well, you know, I used to live in Philly, so we talked about that. But yeah, yeah, but I, in Lincoln uh, County. So go ahead. You were saying though, you 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 never wait. You were in South Jersey. You never came to Philly to see shows. Oh yeah, well, we started to yeah in high school. We started. We used to go to. Um, Oh, uh, was that place on Lancaster? We used to see. Uh, oh, uh, the Kill Time. Kill Time, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. the Kill Time. Dude, I want to move. Yeah, it's so like, bad. I went to that sort of like towards the end of high school. I guess was my sort of punk rock phase. To me, it was kind of just like fun, like heavy guitar energy stuff. The shows were fun, you know. Where'd you go to high school in South Jersey? Uh, Palmyra, Palmyra oh, High School. Oh, okay, I went to Lenape. Uh Interesting. Okay. I have a question yeah, for had, him, Skyline. <laughs> Favorite concert you've been to? Oh yeah. Most That's memorable good. moment Favorite? at a show of all time as an attendee. An attendee. Yeah. Um. Well, I saw Radiohead right after Hail to the Thief was a oh, pretty amazing. Oh, I'm so jealous. Pretty amazing experience. That's my favorite Definitely. Radiohead album. Crying for exit music, and it was it was a really good concert. 
Damn. One, that, one that sticks out. That's hard to top, man. Yeah, it was it was great. It was really fun. Hmm. I saw um Tame Impala with flaming lips like four oh, wow. or five years ago. With yeah, it was really fun. One of those, what, I guess. What does music do for you? What making it? What do you what was it what do you what do you what do you get wait, did I lose FM? And we're hearing him talk? I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. It, it, there's a small you, delay, but it's no big deal. Me? Do you feel like you? Do you feel like you've just been? I mean, I know you've been raised with music, so do you just feel like you've been drawn to it almost your whole life? You just had to do it. Yeah, this is the thing that you couldn't. Yeah. Not, you couldn't not do. There's yeah. I mean, I've you know, I've I've been obsessed with making it and 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 listening to it through so many shitty jobs and everything. There's just no way I would ever be doing or caring about anything else at this point. You had shitty jobs prior to uh, your current job where you do work with music and also your current your other current job where you professionally make mu- make amazing music. So you had times where you put it away or did you always just do it? Well, I mean, I was like working shitty jobs. You know, I was working in Philly at like an architectural salvage company where we'd go to like old dilapidated schools and churches and pull all the wood out so we could like sell it. And I was like learning piano and we would like go to a an old church and there'd be a piano and I'd be like, oh, sick, you know, I'm not, I, feel like oh, wow. I, was, to play. I was always, yeah, I was always, so you, messed up. wow. So you were like practicing piano in these, uh, on these, like in, the, in, in a job where you would be tearing apart a building yeah. and you'd be like, oh, cool, crazy, and you'd be practicing in between, yeah. in between doing this job, you would start teaching yourself. Piano. That's pretty fucking cool, man. That's a, Literally, that's like yeah. a, um, that's a very romantic vision for me to have in my mind of you doing that. Yeah, that's, I love that. Absolutely. That's amazing. FM Skyline, yeah. Equip has a question for you. What is your favorite alcoholic beverage? Oh. oh. I drink beer. <laughs> I drink beer. I try to stay away from I try to stay away from liquor these days. Damn. I'm sorry, Kevin, I don't have a more interesting answer. I'm drinking Stella tonight. Did you think that you would always, um, you know, be able to have people hear your music? Like that you'd be find an avenue for people to hear it, that you'd find an audience for it? Did that ever, or did you know, before you became FM Skyline, was this like, mm-hmm. was there a time where you were like, I don't know, I mean, maybe, maybe no one will ever hear my music. Maybe I'm not going to be able to figure out, you know, what my sound is or who, you know, what my voice is with music. You know, did, did you ever think like that? Or did you think you'd Mill- find it eventually? Millions, millions of times, and I and right. I definitely would never have expected to be to to, to become FM Skyline like years ago or something. Really, you know, ten years ago or something like. Oh. Yeah, I would have never. It just kind of well, vaporwave was you know I found that stuff and and yeah, you, uh, you, it resonated with me. And there's so many great artists, and it's like you know it's just it was just a perfect fit, but. No, of course. Every time I, you know, when I started learning to write music, I was like, "Oh, this sounds stupid. I'm, I'm, a, I'm. It's never gonna happen. Like yeah. I just wasn't made for it. You know, wow. and you, you, just work, you just have to work through all that shit. Just you have going. to work through it. That's it's such good advice, right? Like everybody feels that way. I think at some point, yeah, right. I think there's a big thing that that affects people who want to be creative. That there's this mythology about like, oh, the immaculate conception of art, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he picked up a guitar and. The next thing you know, it's, you know, fucking, you know, <laughs> yesterday, you know, it doesn't work <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> I it see that in movies like all the time. 
<laughs> it doesn't work like that. It, takes it doesn't a lot work of like that. People yeah, think it takes that it. A lot of work. People like watch like. Do you ever watch these like these terrible fucking like biopic movies? Like, you ever watch like that fucking terrible Queen movie where he's just like sitting at the piano? He's like, I see a little silhouette of Scalamoot. Like, he's like, oh, I've got it. Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody is written. Like, fuck you. That's not how that worked. Go to fucking fuck you. That's not what happened. That fucking scene never happened. Oh, that motherfucker did like, a, did like a three minute version of that song and like God, it sounded completely damn. different and it sucked. And it, he's like, fuck it. And he threw it out and then he went back to it and tried it again. Like months later, like was able to get something down. People watch these stupid fucking movies where like an artist is just like, I've got it. Like, and they like, it's like yeah. bullshit, man. Here's a hot take. Every biopic about an artist sucks. They're all horrible. I've never seen one that was good. They're stupid. They're all They're terrible, really man. Oh my god. They're all really bad. Even just like, even bordering on, on they are on absolutely corny as hell. Yeah, man. I agree with FM, right? I agree with Pete right there. Maybe even bordering on that, man. Because like what you just said, when you started learning to make music, you started doing it and you're like, fuck. I'm not, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm never going to get it. Maybe I'm never going to figure it out. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people feel that way. And I feel like it's nice for them and everybody to just hear that, like, you know, we go through this shit. Everybody goes through this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. People don't want to hear that, like, hard work and time and practice is what makes you good. You know, they want to think you're a savant or you just wake up with the gift. And it's also hard to, I mean, because to be like, you've got to work hard, you know, it's like, that's mm-hmm. not really, it doesn't, it doesn't sound fun and it doesn't look cool either, but it just, it is kind of how it is though, you know, I've got to keep, you know, I've been through so many incarnations of my creative stuff and this one works the best. What were the other incarnations like? I even halfway through every, every album I hate it at some point, you know? Damn. Oh man. We that's all rough. go through that, right? No, because here's the thing. Hold on, let me write. Say, okay, the Doors movie is is pretty cool, but that's like a little bit more impressionistic. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a. It's a, it's I, a I'm all right with the Doors movie. That's different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, um, what was it? Uh, we were just talking about. Yeah, no, that's the thing is that you know when you're an artist and you write a song and you, okay, it's actually almost really tough once you've kind of discovered your artistic voice, right? Because it's almost like once you discover your artistic voice and you're really pleased with what you're doing and this feels like you, it's like shit everything counts now like everything counts it didn't count before when i didn't know what my voice was i was just writing to learn and i was going to put out anything and see what stuck you know what i mean and then all of a sudden you're like oh this sounds like me this feels like me this music i'm making is me and like oh shit well oh fuck am i doing am i working on my legacy now and i didn't even oh fuck well this better be good so you know it really you know you put out an album and like you're worried you, you have to make music that you're going to still want to listen to in 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, you have to write songs that you, you want to continue to listen to. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, you know, sometimes you make music before that and you're like, you just hate it. And you, or you listen to it and you hate it halfway through. Or you learn new things and so you hate the old stuff because now you know more. You know what I mean? And um, But I do think, back to my original point, that like when you find your voice it sort of like adds a whole new dimension of difficulty to how you make music when you release music, you know, how much care you put into it. Right. I don't know. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I've definitely experienced that recently, but, um, it's, I think it's important to, you have to sort of find that kind of like, for me, it's like, um, sort of this, like feeling like a, like a hyper 
kid or something just kind of running around like oh this is fun you know like just this idea is fun let me like finish this idea like that's this is cool fun. and like finish it and then like not get kind of mired up in and thinking about is this right it, and and like i, I kind of always, i always have to push through like with writing like enough of tunes when i'm trying to start a new album that it's like i can kind of move things around and be like okay where's the picture here i'm gonna mm. kill in real um, for what he just said mm. i have a question yeah where's the picture pete, here that's a good way of putting it pete i want to know what your uh, least favorite music of all time is my least favorite music of all time yeah describe oh. describe your least favorite music Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a fun I question. Like this is, I feel like when I when I know, I know. It's it's so it's just funny that I can't think about it right there's, now. There's not a type of music I mean, I that like they're like, not allowed to put on the aux cord when they're in the car. You'll kick them right out. I'm, I'm certainly not. I'm not trying to listen to fish. No love I'm not for jam to bands in here. Sometimes, sometimes what it comes down to is it's like with like with fish, for example. I'm not trying to listen to fish either, and also I'm not even trying to pass judgments on fish. Right? Fish might be great. Fish might be yeah, really good. It's but okay. it's okay. I just no, I, just, I it's, don't. Want it's to. probably not going to speak to me. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like, yeah. it's a lot of work yeah. when you when you listen to music. Sometimes you're making a choice. You're making a choice against all history of all the whole history of music, right? And you only have so much life, and you have so much hours in the day. And it's like, do I want to spend a lot of it listening to a full fish album? Probably not. You know what I no. mean? Because it's no. probably I'm not gonna. Now someone else might really will really cherish listening to a, a lot of fish albums in a day, and that speaks to them. And you know, and there might be a band that comes along that's like Fish, and they'll they might not know that band, but they're they know what that band's about, so they're gonna listen to that as well. And it's like, well, I know what Fish is about for the most part, so I'm probably I'm not gonna go out of my way to listen to it. You know what I mean? It's not probably gonna speak to me, and I'm not trying to be close-minded, but I am also aware that my time is valuable. You know what I mean? My artistic energy to process shit is valuable too. So I'm yeah, hearing from the chat, Maroon Five. Sorry to talk over you, Pete. Maroon Five, Green Day, and car insurance commercial music am i i have to pick one is this fuck mary no kill these are these are responses <laughs> from the chat fuck mary kill yes i would fuck, fuck mary kill, kill. Let's do that. maroon do five mary kill with it fuck mary yes. kill maroon five car insurance commercial music and green day oh, oh i know the answer to this but go ahead probably fuck maroon five marry green day and kill car insurance music yeah that's actually really good God, we need to no, use that in future. No, no, I'm going to, I'm <laughs> going to, I'm going to kill Maroon Five for sure. That is worthless, right? That is pointless. I am going to fuck car insurance music because that is fun and ironic. And <laughs> That's I what I was going to say. Out of that, and I'm going to marry Green Day because motherfucker, um, you don't have to listen to Green Day, but there is like no precedent for Green Day. Okay, they're committed. FYI, there was no precedent for that band. That band was made to play in basements in like where are they from? They're from um, the East Bay, right? They were they were designed to play 
basement shows in the East Bay. And somehow they play stadium shows and have like a fucking like musical and shit. Like there's no roadmap. That's never been done. There's no band that they can follow that played pop punk music like that. You know, not even the Clash, not even the Sex Pistols, not even the Ramones that like can they can can follow that. Dude, they don't have a precedent. There's only two bands from that whole world of 90s pop punk that elevated themselves to that level. And it's like them and Blink-182. And Blink-182 is fucking floundering. But Green Day has the same band members, the same level of success. I don't think the albums are probably as great anymore, but they're still fucking making them. They're still doing shows. They still seem like pretty decent people for the most part when I see them in interviews or like I watched an East Bay documentary recently and they seem like pretty decent people. They give credit where credit's due. But like Lord knows what the fuck's going on with the Blink-182 people, right? They're gone. They've gone like they've all gone nuts for the most part. And like it's like, you know, because they're playing in these bands that's like three dudes playing guitars and they're like, they have both those bands happen to be pretty good songwriters. They happen to be able to both write really good hooks. And it just it catapulted them to this level of fame that these bands weren't de- destined for. And now it's thrust upon them like a strange crown. Right. And so, no, I'm married Green Day because I probably have a lot to learn. from. I somebody just can't like that. get this image out of my head of like Bastille playing in the background. And then like those fucking timpanis for the fuck. Just saying you made that bed and you can sleep in it. <laughs> is, that, is that Maroon 5? Hey, hey, oh, hey, oh. You know what I'm Maroon talking five? about. That seems fucking I don't ukulele fucking music. Oh, no. Did they start that? Good lord. That's, yeah, that's the worst one of the worst. You know what I'm talking about with like the stomps and the claps and the, hey, Maroon, you know, Maroon white people's is, DIY no, that's, core. That's, so there's a like a, music, right? There's a show of that? There's a show no, of that? That sounds like the same that that you're describing the same music that you from insurance company commercials. Man, I'm much, totally, you know? I'm totally. Or like every five second commercial. YouTube ad, the the, the yeah. insurance commercial has a fat ass, but like no personality. Uh, well, can I pick like an insurance commercial from the '80s or '90s though? Ooh, yeah, that's a different thing. Okay. Am I allowed to do that, or do I have to pick the ones that have like the uh, the guy, the 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 woman who's you know? Where's the apron and has red hair? Do I have to pick that music? Because I'll still pick that because those weird jingles will be t- fun to fuck with at the end of the songs. I'm sorry, <laughs> at the end of the commercials. But anyhow, um, and I had another thing I wanted to bring up and I don't recall it now, but I'm sure I'll come up with another thing soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Pete, did you listen to Dookie? Green Day's Dookie when you were growing up? Yeah, yeah. so yeah, of course I married Green Day in that equation because that was another like, um, you know, Thing, thing that was like really exciting when I was a kid was Dookie, of course. It was. It's a very well constructed album. Like it starts with that song "Burnout," which just announces itself immediately. And like every, we should all be so lucky as to create an album and we can have a song for it that announces the entire feel of the rest of the album to follow. It's yeah, yeah, I'm not growing up. I'm just burning out. And they had that great line. And I stepped in line to walk amongst the dead. It's a great line. That's a beautiful fucking line. Stepped in line to walk amongst the dead. If that doesn't capture slacker generation X, I don't know what the fuck else. Oh does. yeah. That's that Gen X music. Gen X song. Like ever, I stepped in line <laughs> to walk amongst the dead. That's the most Gen X line I've ever heard in my life. And that album has that like one minute long song that just announces the theme for the rest of the album. And I brings me to another point. That's a very important thing, right? When you make an album to announce the theme, right? I think that's a okay. That's, that's an interesting concept, theme, right? You know, that's yeah, like, that makes sense. The announce the themes, right? Well, how do you? What do you? When you pick your first song, Pete, like, do you, what do you think about? What's what are you thinking about? What's your intention? There's a few. There's a few different ways to like open an album. You know, there's like the 
Let's go for it. The gambit, like you've described, kind of just like, you know, like the opening, mm-hmm. like bam, you know, like right, right. right in the face kind of thing. That's like the classic. Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's completely other ways to, to, to do things, you know, like if you want to set up like a more slow kind of arc, you know, then you can mm-hmm. kind of start with a prelude kind of like, you know, yeah, kind of thing. It depends on the tone of the album, but that first track is important because it's like a, it's like a promise of what kind of what you're setting up for the rest of the album. Ooh, sometimes I feel like sometimes it's like a one, two, three thing, you know, mm. like the first three songs talk to each other in a way that kind of guys drunk like, on media has a really good question. What is the best opening track? Like, what are you thinking of in your head when you're describing this? Well, I mean, I already said my answer. <laughs> a lot of things go through my head. Uh, well, uh, loveless. We were talking about you. Guys. Oh that's yeah. A, yeah. That's, that's a great example. Uh, uh, here it is. You know, that's like perfect. Damn, That's that a is a good example. example. Well, Isaac, do you have an answer for this? I, I don't, dude. I have too much music. I, honestly, I'm thinking <laughs> about Ford and Low Patton channel pressure, but I know somebody else has probably done it more. No, it doesn't matter whether it's done. It's that just was the first that, thing that no, came in my head when you guys started talking albums, about man. concept albums, channel pressure. Yeah. But, oh, but. Yeah, in Vaporwave, like, um, you know, beginning of... Uh, Sapporo Contemporary, right? That. Oh yeah. Bum, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That is a great intro. Isn't that a Rippingtons track? I know sure. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. God. Hey, what were some of the first vaporwave acts and artists and like songs and albums that you heard? What got you into it? And when? I'm not. I'm not sure. I have trouble remembering a lot of times, but. I think I heard, I think I remember seeing like the article when Floral Shop came out and be like, hmm, that seems really interesting or hipstery or something. And I forgot about it <laughs> and, until later when I was obsessed with it. But I think I was getting into, um, like, I think I probably heard, probably heard Eyeliner really early. Oh, nice. Maybe some is crazy. And, and um, Eyeliner's I'm not been sure. It's really hard to remember. It's really hard to remember because it's all like, there's so many different. that like you feel like you've got it and then there's like oh and then there's this this other thing um right i was i was in a body line i think really dude i love I body lines so it's just much hard to, yeah man isn't that great when you first start learning about vaporwave and you realize that you can't get the sound down because it keeps changing so much right right it's really That's inspiring really just kind of yeah you're just like oh you just kind of pick the parts you like the ones that resonate with you that's like your your thing yeah, man, I did this interview one time um, in Philadelphia, and they were asking me about. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, it was. They were asking me about. You know, since I, you know, I'm like a vaporwave diplomat in Philadelphia, right? So there were some some people that were asking me, doing an interview with me, and they're asking me for vaporwave album recommendations, right? And they're like, so where do you think people? Where should we start with vaporwave? What, what do you recommend? And I'm like not doing that i'm not giving you an answer type vaporwave into Bandcamp. type vaporwave into google and just pick something randomly go to one of the like the hundreds of record labels that are out there and pick a random one and start there i don't believe there are classics you will pick what you want and make your own way through right. the you know the through the cloud of vaporwave right you know there's so much out there and there's so much con- the continuously putting out there that it is that you know you will find your own journey through it because some sounds will speak to you some sounds will not speak to you so like i refuse to give people you know suggestions of where to start i just i won't do that once they've been in it a little while you won't even make them like a little mix to help them out 
Oh, I'll give them me. Yeah, all right, fine. I give them a mix. I give there them a go. little mix. Maybe, there you go. But I knew you had a heart. No, I don't think I want to do that anymore. I really <laughs> prefer people to struggle. Too much emotional uh, labor. I prefer people to struggle. I prefer people to struggle. I prefer people to struggle through art and to discover what they like because that way, in discovering what they like, they discover their own voice. They discover who they okay, are. Okay, yeah, you're not rather wrong. Rather than me giving you, I mean, you know what, man? Like, fine. You can follow my What's Skelly Listening To playlist that I do like every two weeks. That's right? what and I was trying to I've pull out of you. That's what I was trying you know, to draw. Okay. Like, I mean, I do that. I do that, but that's great, and that's kind of like. And but, but the that's is, for that's the people that are already. Every, fans, that's going to change every two weeks, and that's not only going to be classics. That's going to be people who are up and comers, people who I like a lot. Uh, you know, who I like the sound of a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like people that's whose music speaks to me, and, yeah. and um, just interesting artists that I like that I think need more attention. So, like, yeah, you can subscribe to that. But so you don't send them that weeks. one internet you know club I mean? and album? also, you shouldn't just listen to what I'm what I'm posting. You should make your own. If you like this music, if you want to be a part of this, the only way to be a part of this is to dive into it and to, like, start working through and figuring out what you like because there's a lot out there. And, like, I'm certainly not going to recommend classics to you. I'm going to not Dude, really recommend anything. You can send them the internet club album. You know which one. The one that goes rap, 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 rap. Yeah, that's <laughs> See great. how they like that. I do like that a lot. <laughs> but you know, I really, I'm, I'm strongly against the concept of like classics in general. I don't, I don't like to do that, particularly with vaporwave, because this has only been around for a little while. You know, so you know, classics are still fortifying themselves right now. You know, everything can disappear if we don't continue to expand. It can all disappear very easily, and I think people forget that. How small, the, how, how, how neat people sometimes forget just how niche this is, and that you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know, we some of us may seem like we have some kind of big success or whatever, but not really, man. This is very niche, you know what I mean? Like, right, I, mean, I can't ever even understand it when people get jealous of other people, and I'm like, what are you jealous of? You're like two steps removed from that person. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's the one thing I love about this of. scene, man. It's so The homegrown. person you're jealous of is like two steps above you, probably. This is very fucking niche, and you shouldn't forget that. Like, you know what I you mean? Know what? Like, I, you literally, you, that person you're jealous of, you literally just talk to them all the time anyway. Like, they're not, no one's that far ahead of you. Like, no one's that far above you at the end of the day. Even the most successful people. Go ahead. Well, you know, honestly, th that's true. But at the same time, there's also no reason for people to be super jealous because it's it's like, some of some of the vaporwave stuff and, and our adjacent music is like more you know kind of more successful in certain terms like as far as how how far how much it gets around and, and how many people are involved than a lot of other sort of indie music things if you think about it so we all have a lot to be proud of as, as contributors to this this thing you know Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, what the fuck is classic vaporwave? Classic vaporwave just means the stuff that everybody talks about. It's not a specific sound. It's just it's a, it's just an established thing that everyone's always that everyone always starts with. I'm not talking about a sound. You know, it's it's you know what you know what classic vaporwave is. Don't play that game with me, people. You right. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking. Go on Twitter for a minute. Go on fucking you know Discogs for a minute. You know what I'm talking about. Don't play that game. Anyway, I got a question for FM don't, Skyline. Don't patronize me. Don't patronize me, motherfuckers. FM just Skyline. Kidding. I love you all question if you're listening to like an album or a song for the first time what is something that if you hear it you're like i don't want to hear this anymore i'm turning it off right now mm. what's like a non-negotiable no-no for you mm. well i think the thing that is most visceral is like sounds and and like the balance of the sounds and like um 
you know, uh, even I think even noise music can be actually, you know, pleasant if it's it's kind of like um, on a certain way, but it can also be like just straight up violence, you know. Right. So I think that's kind of the most. I think that's the most. That's the most visceral thing is like mm. the quality of the sounds. I think or, or like the timbres can be a turn off. Um, but past that point, I think for me is sort of like kind of like a groove and an idea or a melody that I want to hear. And if I don't get it, I kind of get, I get a little bored, I think is kind of the thing for mm, me. Yeah. I got you. So the biggest thing is the boredom factor. It's not boredom like, factor. ugh, like I don't like that well, sound combination. It's I think about it like foreground, background or something like that. Okay. Like, I don't know, but that's just kind of how I approach my music. So that's not like, there's nothing objective about that. That's just sort of my experience with what I look for. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, um, it's hard for me to say what I'm looking for. Do you know what I mean? It's, I think it's hard for anyone to say exactly what they're looking for all the time. You know, there, there's, of course, like certain things that I really am looking for. But then, like, the thing about Vaporwave is I, like, will always come up against something that I wasn't necessarily looking for. And then I get stuck in. Like, I really wish I could find a good example. I'll have some examples in a moment. But, like, when I would go searching for, for example, Terminally Chill, I'm looking for dance music right so uh, but i'm not just looking for future funk obviously that would be stale if i just did that i'm also looking for you know funkyish vapor wave i'm not even just looking for funkyish vapor i'm looking for stuff with kind of like a, maybe of a chill wave groove that has it too you know like a little uh, like type groove that you can find in some vapor wave as well it doesn't necessarily have to be funk and it doesn't necessarily have to be dance music it has to have a, something that you can like move to right i'm also looking for anthems I'm looking, you know, something that's anthemic. So I'm looking for a yeah, lot of different man. things. For really I'm looking for trap music. I'm looking for trap music. I'm looking for different types of beats. Anything that you can move and have a rhythm to, right? Anything that you can dance to. And that is like, you know, the the silly thing is when people just think it's future funk and it's not. It's like everything. The guys over at Pacific Plaza, they understand this as well. You understand this as well. You know, uh, Isaac is a DJ. And then also who really understands it is, of course, um, uh, you know, Fantacat. She totally gets it oh, as well. She knows how many. Fantacat is the homie. She's the homie. I couldn't have a better person in charge of that party. But my point with this is that while I'm looking for that sort of stuff, I'll often find myself get stuck in some of the more experimental stuff. When I'm going through a record label's uh, Bandcamp page to find that kind of stuff, I just get find myself getting stuck on sounds that I wasn't even looking for. You know what I mean? I find myself getting stuck on a Slush Wave album that I wasn't even looking for it. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden I'm like, damn, I got, I, I know I was supposed to look for this music. Now I'm stuck on this and now I'm inspired by this. You know what I mean? And yeah. now like, so like, I think that happens. Vaporwave is like a genre that happens pretty often. I feel like, because there's so many different sounds and there's so many different ways of experimenting that you're looking for one thing. And then you're like, well, what's over here? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, kind of to tie it back to what you said very earlier about like, um, <clears throat> beefing on Twitter and all that stuff. Like, I think I'm more interested in the dialogue that happens within the music, you know, where it's mm. like being surprised by somebody's idea. And they're like, oh, that's, I can totally understand what oh, they're yeah. doing. Like the different and directions take, various people are taking your work and you incorporate it into your idea. That's like, to me, that's all, that's the important stuff. The, that's the fun you know, stuff to talk about anyways. The yeah. Dialogue um, within Vapor the Wave Shine had a really question for us, guys. That is a really fantastic way. Vapor Waveshine had a question. He said if you he wanted to know if you had any opinions on the mainstream perception of Vaporwave. Because Dr. Chris talks about this all the time. He's always talking about how Vaporwave is perceived um, by people that yeah. are not in the vapor sphere. So George talks about anymore. that a lot I mean, too. 
I feel like it maybe you know kind of closer to when I was starting to get into it. It seemed like every, it was like it was just you know everybody was thinking about it as this kind of meme thing with the Simpsons wave and all that. But I don't know. I feel like I discovered like even in my own city that there's people I did. You know, like somebody will like download something from from Bandcamp, and they're like, "Oh, I'm in Cheers from Richmond," and it's like they're out there. You know, they're the people are out there. So I, I'm not sure what the I'm not sure. I I, I don't, honestly don't don't really know, but I'm I'm sure it's still pre- I'm sure it's present for people, whether as sort of a set of uh, aesthetic tropes or or as something interesting. I don't know. I feel like some people maybe think it's. Yeah, just kind of you know, like a like a niche or something. But I don't know. wasn't wasn't emo like that years ago? It was just this weird little yeah, niche man. thing that maybe embarrassing, maybe not. And that and that right. never died, right? We're still oh, like Midwest well, emo is back. Right? Yeah, like hold that. on, let's dude. Talk, you just opened up a can of worms, dude. You made wait, a wait, wait. Let's talk about that right now. That's great. You just brought up like the uh, <laughs> such a great example right there because you mentioned like. You know, um, you know, you you totally brought up a great example just now talking about emo from like the 90s and stuff. And you're right. There was not a very codified sound for that. We didn't you, you know, it was just like you couldn't say what it sounded like by telling people emo in like the 90s, because that meant everything from cap and jazz to sunny day real estate to the promise ring to mineral. Yeah, to even like, you're even absolutely right. Consider it that at the time. You know what I mean? It meant nothing. It was an idea and it was a community. It didn't get codified until 2001. And once it got codified, then if you said emo, people were like, oh, so it sounds like Dashboard Confessional. And like, that was that. And that was the end of that. You know what I mean? That was kind of the end of that genre. I'm like, no offense, but like, that's kind of the end of, and it's not the end of the genre. It's just the end of it being the most exciting thing happening in music at the time, because then it became codified. And I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with it. You know, more power. I mean, everybody loves My Chemical Romance. Everybody loves Fallout Boy. That's all good. But, you know, do they sound that different, either of them? Not particularly. Do they sound that different from Dashboard Confessional? Not particularly. I mean, sure. Yes, they do. I, you know, in the nuances, once you get deep into it. But I mean, shit sounded really, really, really far off from each other in the 90s. Like, Texas is the yeah. reason did right. not sound like the Jazz June, which did not no. sound like the Casket Lottery. No. You know Damn, I mean? like, bro, like really name stalling. dropping like a mother. Casket Lottery and June and, and you know, all those earlier Jimmy World and stuff. Oh, well, well, you know, I, I was trying to make... 1999 Jimmy World Clarity. That's the one we got. That's the one right there. Yeah. But I don't know. I was kind of making a different point. I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, I hated My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boy. I was too old for it, too, you know, at the time. It was, I wasn't the demographic, but at the same time, emo didn't really die. You know, I mean, no, there's... No, like, it didn't. There's a bunch of kids right now that are, like, digging up, you know, like I said, like the Midwest emo and stuff like that. And it, it never... You know, and I, and I know... People, you know, younger people in, in my city that when shows were still going on, were tapping into some vein of still vital emo or something like that. And, For sure. And, and I'm just saying it started off as this kind of niche thing, and I guess it had a mainstream moment, but I maybe, wonder, uh, uh, maybe Vaporwave is kind of have gonna could possibly have a trajectory, something of that nature, where you know maybe it has a chapter of really kind of mainstream. Thing. I don't know how the hell that's gonna happen, really, but. <laughs> it's also always going to be also always going to be like you know it's its own little corner of the world too you know yeah I want to also somebody 10 years from now be like what was going on with what's up with this big boy yeah. thing you know I, I want to also say that like yeah, what was this? I want to also say that I know I just sounded like I casted aspersions against MCR and Fallout Boy, but I actually did not mean it to come off like that. 
because I, in my later day, you know, of course, initially I wasn't as receptive, but then I got older and I went back and now I'm like into it, man. Like, I love it. I listen to the bands. I learn from them and I learn about songwriting and writing pop hooks from them. I go to all the emo parties. I listen to all the 2000s emo and I learn from it and I appreciate it more now than I ever did. And back to what FM Skyline was saying is that you're right. People have rediscovered some of the older stuff in the 2010s and actually specifically 2020s like if you listen to bands like the hotelier and uh and, and bands of that nature it's like it's the same it's totally influenced by that or um or what's like another one um you know like uh oh, what's the uh, like uh, moving units is another one and um mm-hmm. all these bands are it's so or tiger jaw which i guess is a little bit earlier but like these are all <laughs> bands that are influenced from from by like rainer maria and stuff like that right so oh, yeah, yeah we're back forward. in that phase again, and like I couldn't be, I couldn't be more happy to listen to bands like Oso oh Oso. Oh you know what I mean? I I love these yeah. these, these these bands a lot, and um, what's another one I'm thinking of that I was really I really like a lot. Oh, like Pet Symmetry, I guess. Um, Symmetry. Pet, uh, what's got some uh, got some mild takes. Oh, over here. Remo Drive. I'm a huge fan of Remo Drive as well, and these bands. So, you know, cool man. It's all good. All good. At the end of the day, all good. No, not moving units. I'm sorry. You're right. Moving units was a. Um, I meant to say uh, tiny moving parts. Sorry about that. Moving units you was know, a, I, dance, a dance. I kind of noticed band. that, but I was like, moving yeah, units, you know, maybe he's just being really something. liberal. Everyone, nope, you said I'm it. Somebody clip it. Punk band. Shush. Moving units is a dance punk band. And tiny moving parts is the emo band I was thinking of. No, I had. It was a. I made a music faux pas, so I had to correct that or else i was gonna be embarrassed I dude apologize. that's a flaming hot take holy shit dude if you embarrass yourself musically you want to correct yourself right you know you want to make sure right so i, I had to do that i'm sorry well i have a question for you pete if you had somebody yeah. ask you what is vaporwave and you had to pick one track or mm. i guess we could make it fun one album or artist what would you pick what's your favorite example oof like if your mom asked you what vaporwave sounds like i mean obviously you'd show her her your music but you know um well my mom okay so this would be kind of i would i have a little hack for that because my mom had beyond the mind's eye on on the vhs oh that's so sick i would like it's kind of like that a little more but a little more trippy that's what i would say oh there you go that's such a good answer bro and that's such a great description of your music too. Like, like the the Hollow mm-hmm. Beach LTD track is right at home on a on a Mind's Eye tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. We were talking about the genre descriptors earlier. I, I gave up recently. One of my on my profile just says uh, Beyond the Mind's Eye type type beat. There you go. Giving up. That's the... that's a really good description. <laughs> that's the best I can do. That's the best I can do right now. <laughs> what is what is an overrated vaporwave song? Can we go into that territory? Over. Can we do that? Can, can we do that? <laughs> Are, is anyone afraid? I don't know. Wait, I, wait, you, wait, I have to, um, I have to use the bathroom really quick. Do you guys want to continue this conversation? I'll just, just fill me in in one second. Overrated, huh? Can Which... you guys hear me? They're saying that I'm yeah, talking but muted. Oh, I, I can hear you. Okay, go ahead, Chris. Um, we don't overrated. we don't have to go into that territory if you don't want to. <laughs> Maybe you can describe it. You could describe it. I can't really think of. I mean, I, everybody's got their favorites. I mean, I feel like um, people saying Floral Shop isn't a good album is the new Beatles aren't that good or something like that. But like very I think, well said. Uh, but the 
you know, Lisa Frank, it's still a striking, you know, it's still a striking, you know, composition. It's those tones, yeah. you know. I don't know. That's a pretty good what is. I don't know what is supposed to be so rated <clears throat> that we can even call it overrated. That's like a little... I don't know. I'm not sure what to, I'm not sure where to go with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus There's, Christ, that man kisses fast. Oh, I didn't notice the male tears shirt until now. Shout out male tears. Somebody said teen pregnancy is the most overrated. I kind of agree. I don't. Know, I don't know what that is. I haven't heard That's it. It's a blank banshee. banshee track. It's a joke. Doctor Chris joking? loves that song. So I actually do really love that song. You play uh, it I think it's all great. the time. Do you know why I love it? Because it fucking moves the audience. Home resonance might be a good uh, answer, actually. <laughs> oh man, vapor wave shine with the hot takes. God damn. Do you know? Do you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why teen, pe teen pregnancy isn't overrated? Because it moves the fucking dance floor, man. That song cracks. It snaps and it moves people. I played that man, all the time at damn. the dance parties, and whenever I play it, it makes people fucking move. That so was it can't accident. be that overrated. <laughs> it seems to live up to the hype because it seems to work with live audiences extremely well. Whoa, someone in the chat is not a fan of Blank Banshee. Lux Elite, damn. That's <laughs> that a real sense. hot take. Hey, I'm not a huge fan either. It's I okay. actually already knew that. Damn. Have, there's someone I haven't even really listened to, but I mean, he's fine. You know, he's fine without you know me listening to all of his stuff it's okay. yeah, yeah he's, really he's cool, gonna be okay personally. i actually i actually like pretty much all of his work and i uh, i really enjoyed the new he album is amazing well. live i'll tell you so, guys that but, i've never seen someone but, move you know that what? fast on an on an uh, mp4 yeah he's i saw him live as well he's but stupid you know what? here's the thing guys we all don't have to like everything and that's okay we're allowed to disagree we're allowed to not like the same things and that's fucking cool man and that's what makes the conversations interesting that's what makes just interpersonal communication interesting right particularly about art i really love knowing what art moves people when uh, and what art doesn't move people you know what i mean it's just interesting and you know we have so much to learn from each other basically. well are there songs so that you learn. play that you notice move the audience but you're just like kind of eh. oh, that i don't like as much yeah um probably i have to think about that i just i really love think about it well i really love all the music i play it's so hard to think of a song that moves people that i don't like at fucking you know the vaporwave night do you know what i mean Dude, like it's as soon as you miracle. put saint pepsi on people go fucking crazy well, yeah he's great i Better, love him so private much caller. he's a brilliant artist of course oh, yeah. but here's the thing it, it not really not really because i'm just so excited and i'm, I'm it's, it's impossible every song i play i absolutely love because I'm playing at a vaporwave dance party and this shouldn't even exist. And it's got oh, a crowd dude. and there's a lot of people there and everyone's having a great time. Do you know how great music sounds when that's like your environment? Do you know oh, how yeah. great when everything it's sounded the fuck at, up. At, like everything sounded great at Electronicon and not only because I love those I love that those music, but if someone came on and I and I can't really think of many artists I don't like actually honestly at the end of the day they're in the vaporwave world. But if some artist I didn't like came on at Electronicon I'd still fucking love it because my God, this is so fun. This is amazing. I'm having a great time. So like before, yeah. okay, let's, let's do a little backstage story, right? So right, Econ one, right? Before Ryan went on to do his little, his St. Pepsi set, right? He was flipping the fuck out backstage. He was going through computer to computer going through. He's like, I don't have this hard drive. I need, I don't have all the music I want to play. He was like, panicking walking back and forth his girlfriend was sitting there being like ryan it's okay do you want me to go back to the hotel room and i just told ryan i'm like ryan this is shooting fish in a fucking barrel everyone's ready to have a good time you are gonna do great once you get up there you're gonna know exactly what to do like what are you panicking you're not gonna you're, what are you what, there's no reason to panic 
everybody's gonna ha is ready to have a great time. This is the best audience you have ever played for ever. And like this, right. like no, everyone is having a great time. You can't mess this up. You wouldn't mess it up anyway, but you certainly aren't gonna mess it up here. Everyone is having going nuts. You're like so at so you know at terminally chill. Everyone's going nuts. Everyone's having a great time. Everything sounds great. You know what I mean? And it's great anyway, but it sounds even better. So there's absolutely not one single time when I am DJing a vaporwave dance party, which that, that shouldn't exist. There's not one time I'm doing a vaporwave dance party where I'm, oh, I don't want to play this song again. Absolutely right. not, man. If I had to play the same song 50 times in a row, I would still probably be having the same amount of fun, man, because this is fucking insane. The so excitement is infectious, man. Just the, just the excitement, the environment, the, the fact that these people that I'm around, people who get who sort of experience music similarly to me, you know what I mean? The fact that everyone's excited to be here, everyone's kind, having a great time, everyone's just... You know, like, how could anything sound bad? <laughs> like, you know, I, well I don't, I don't, and I don't have bad music. I don't have bad music ready to go. You know, of course so, not. No, no, hey. man. Even if I played the same songs, even if, it, even, I, even if I, you know, did Terminally Chill for like forty years, and like still had to play some song for forty years straight, I doubt I would ever get tired of it. A hundred percent, no, no. If I, it was the same environment, it was the same crowd, same level of people. I mean, I think this is how those bands can tour with the same sort of songs for. 50 or 60 years right like how many times does the rolling stones have to hear some of their songs right you know and this goes back to something else we were saying earlier is when you write a song you know um make sure you like it make sure you want to hear it a right lot. question for pete if you had to pick a song by your favorite artist that was their worst song oh. favorite acts wow. worst song what is it wow favorite act worst song it's a lot of data to, to step through. Favorite you, you, act. You can think on that one if you need to. Yeah, the favorite act, worst song. Phew. I don't know. There's a lot of music to talk to think about. I know. If you asked uh, me that question, I would have to take like a half hour. Okay, to so that. I was, I was, a, I was a huge Elliot Smith fan. I learned everything that he ever oh, recorded. Oh damn! So me too, man. Me too. Damn that scene. There's probably, there's probably, that scene in the Royal Tenenbaums. With the Elliot Smith song, his songs that shouldn't have gotten released. That I still, um, there was like these Basement Two demos that eventually got whittled down to uh, Basement on the Hill. Mm -hmm. That were that was out, and there was a couple. Um, there was an alternate version of. Um, this is not my life. No, it's. Um, I don't know. I can't find Kings, it now. But... Kings Crossing. No, no, it was. Um, it was an early version of Pretty Mary Kay that sounded nothing like the one on Figure Eight. Mm. Yeah, so wow. I was really obsessed with. I know exact. I kind of know what. Mary Kay, walk on the water, Pretty Mary Kay. That's all. Yeah, I know exactly which one. So mm. I am a big Elliot Smith fan as well, yeah. right? And I learned a lot from him too. I half the reason the way i learned to play guitar was by learning to play elliot smith songs for to learn the weird chords that he would play and i learned to play beatles yeah. songs to learn how to write songs you know what i mean if you want to learn how to make music how to write music yeah. i highly recommend going through the beatles catalog and like learn just you know i don't care if you like the beatles or don't like the beatles but like if you want to improve your songwriting it doesn't even matter what genre you play in just learn to play Beatles songs and like you'll just be like oh that's how a song works oh fuck and like then all of a sudden you feel empowered you feel like yeah. my 
songwriting skills jumped up 200% once I started just learning to play the Beatles. I don't know anything about theory. I don't know anything about this sort of stuff. But um, and I didn't listen to the Beatles for a long time because I was like too cool for it. And I thought right. it was dumb, but I was an idiot for thinking that way. There's a reason that they're considered the greatest rock band. It's it's real. And when rock is gone and it's and no one cares about it anymore in like 70 or 80 years, like this is the band that people when robots years are now, making go music. back and be like, oh, yeah, this is the one that's important from that time period. Like, I know it doesn't feel that way now, but I'm telling you right now, like, this is the truth. Like the other rock bands are going to be secondary to this in 150 yeah. years. You're right. I did this. I did the same thing. I did the same thing when I was doing when I was going through a big songwriting thing. Yeah, it was learning, learning every Beatles song, because what's cool about learning Beatles songs, if you're interested in songwriting, even though you might think they're they're corny for whatever reason which they are but they were in this like they were in this like pressure cooker where they were like churning out albums on this label very much so so they were like you know they would you know uh they would go home and and one of them would would come up with a song idea because they would knew they would be in the studio the next day and they would have to crank out a song so it's like they were like put into this like this like hard-boiled environment of like creating like little ways to like okay now this time the bridge goes that way the little you know little little key changes and melodic things they do i think yeah it's, if, if you want to get get down to it with like uh pop songwriting i think that's a great place to it's just like the fact of the matter is that like, anybody can pick up a guitar so here's the thing is that it's not like paul mccartney or john Lennon are these great singers anybody can pick up a guitar and strum a fucking Beatles song and sing it and it becomes your song like you can sing it in your own voice you can play it in your own voice and now it's your song you know what I mean like if you took a Rolling Stones song and played that on guitar and sang it you're gonna sound like Mick Jagger you're gonna sound like the Rolling Stones but you can take the fucking Beatles songs because they're just like these are just structured pop songs and you can play them and now they're yours and now you're like oh fuck I'm never gonna play this kind of music but I kind of know a little bit more about songwriting now and I can translate it to like pretty much almost any other kind of music. I mean, I don't make Beatles music. I don't, you know. Yeah, I mean, but Elliot Smith for him though, like it was those chords that he would play and it would just be like, oh, I never thought about moving my finger here. (laughs) Like I never thought about this sound together over here. And I also went through when he died, there was like a website where they had like somebody like put all these demos from him up and you could like actually like download all these demos. And like, I remember just, You know what I'm talking about? That website, like I would go through that. That was the basement two demos. Is that what that was? Because that was I went on that website and you could listen to all. And like I went through like everything on that website too. And you're right. There was like a lot of stuff. You're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So that was the yeah, exactly. I did the same thing. And there was a couple. There was there was a couple of those that weren't on any final release where he's like recording at the end. He's like, you can like hear him. Like I don't know. It's kind of sad, but um, so one of my favorite artists recording i like that would probably be it would probably be one of those one of those uh elliot smith recordings that elliot were out on the, on the on the website after he, he died yeah Damn, I, was, I love that's rough i love his, his music his music is in my musical dna the way that he moves his chords and stuff it's like forever stuck in my my language yeah. stuck yeah. in your language right isn't that interesting that you kind of develop like Everybody who who makes music sort of develops their own musical language, right? Every nobody writes songs the same way. It's interesting. You know, it's the wonder yeah. that it probably says something about you too. Like every every one of us who, who knows make music, or and even the, and also Isaac, the, like with the with DJing too. Like the way you organize your sets, I mean, probably says something about everything we do. Says something about us, right? All the all the art we make says a lot about us. You know, Absolutely, ideally, man. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Kevin Equip wants to know, uh, Pete, pineapple on pizza or no? 
Pineapple could definitely go on pizza, but I wanted to be accompanied at least with jalapenos. Oh, that's not, oh, it's you going that's for that third so, flavor combo? So salty, smart. sweet, and yeah, just spicy. Damn, son. That's always how I order my pineapples on pizza, is I get it with the jalapenos as well. Yeah, it's good. Damn. It's good Next, y'all be adding chocolate to your pizza. Chocolate to the pizza. <laughs> now, serious question uh, time. Somebody, uh, quiz0083 says, question for y'all based on Skelly's point just now. Can cover songs be vaporwave, conceptually, musically, or politically? Um, yeah, sure, right, right. Conceptually, po politically. Well, I didn't know we had conceptually, musically, or politically. Oh man, if you uh, didn't think there was politics and music, I, of course, you're sure. making vaporwave a political act. No, of course you can. Thing. Of course, I, I, I would love to see it. I would love to see the proof of concept. I'm sure it can be done. You know, I'm sure. I've covered. I mean, I'm not like... Oh, yeah, George you know, Clanton covers semi-charmed life all the time, and I love it when he does. He does. I, I was literally about I to I love mention, it when like, he works that song literally. into his sets. Um, I, 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 it's I, a funny question because, you know, obviously the sampling, it's like homage, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, even without sampling, which I don't sample, but I definitely lift things, you know? It's just like the same thing as sampling. Like, oh, I like that. I'm just going to kind of read record that in my doll you know it's like the same idea but but a cover song is a different kind of thing where it's like you're i don't know that, that's a kind of a weird boundary between the sampling of vaporwave Pacific plaza like, says like nano shrine has done covers and he's absolutely right nano shrine's cover yeah. of um make it forever is to die for wait so yeah, we're talking about covering vaporwave songs or are we talk like vaporwave artists covering a vaporwave uh, song or a vaporwave artists covering a, a, a non-vaporwave song that's an important distinction, yeah, because that would be interesting, right? Covering Vaporwave songs. But didn't somebody say Nanoshine Nano did that? Is that what you were saying? No, you were saying he covered Make It Forever? What's going on here? Well, yeah, didn't Vectroid? Yeah, Vectroid covered, uh, covered um, Danny Lopatin, right? There's on, um, like... Um, oh, really? Telnet. Really? Yeah, Telnet. Complete. There is a, oh, uh, yeah, Emotions by Roger Troutman. Oh, she flipped. Emotion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, end of yeah. life scenario yeah. number two or whatever. I know exactly what you end mean. Life there's a, there's like yeah, a, like a Lux actually brought up Telnet Erotica earlier. Such a solid release. Hold on. I mean, I really I, bothers I've, me uh, that she re-released it as Telnet <laughs> Complete, and it's like not as good as the original, in my opinion. I love. I like Telnet take? Complete, but maybe that's the first one I had. Oh yeah, Lux said yeah. Also, nobody here. Yeah, she uh, she did do a. Um, Vectroid Beck, did do a. Vectroid covered Black Moth Super Rainbow. What? I didn't know that. Wow. You guys yeah. know I I uh well you know I so I I've done I've done covers before. I have one who cover did, song. Who did you cover? Out. Uh, I covered Galaxy Five Hundred. Tell me. Wow. Are you familiar with Galaxy Five Hundred, the slowcore band, big yeah. influence on like the uh, very uh, you know, like shoegaze influence. Yeah, very big influence on the shoegaze scene. So I covered a song. I covered "Tell Me" and I released it on. Um, so Captain TV. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with that old vaporwave artist. Uh, she had uh, curated a um, a mixtape for Plastic Response Records, and it featured um, it featured myself and uh, Cat System Corp and uh, Ultra and uh, Telepath. And Lancaster God, what and happened uh, to Captain I don't TV. I I remember her. So anyway, she curated this um this um this compilation, and I and for my contribution to the compilation, I did a uh, sort of like a, a weird. Uh, I did a little cover of uh, with synthesizers version of um 
uh, of Tell Me, but instead instead of using hazy guitars, which is what they do, I just use hazy synthesizers. Synthesizers. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna put that in the chat. There you go. You guys can look that up. It was called Destination. Yeah, thank you. Um, it was I called Destination. Really it too. was a digital compilation curated by Captain TV. It also features my, you know, features myself, Telepath, Cat System Corp, Ultra, and Damn, some other. I have actually. You guys can check it out. If you like, I, am I put it in the chat. Thank you. I think we, I, I don't remember when we released that. it. It was uh, oh yeah, released it back in 2014 actually. Plastic response. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pete, have you done anyway. covers like as FM Skyline, or would you ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have, I have. A, I'm going to cover something whenever live music is back, but I'm not going to spoil it right now. Oh, okay. Do you want to give us maybe a little hint? Like I did a, mention it earlier. Genre I mentioned it earlier for a certain VHS tape that I had. And, that my mom Ooh, had. This oh, this is going to be so wow. sick. A little Jan Hammer. Is it Jan or is it Jan? I probably just sure botched the fuck out of that name. Hey, if you cover the Miami Vice theme song, I will pay like whatever it takes. Oh, I, I almost, I almost made this meme the other day where it's like, um, it's like uh, the the Jordy. You know how the Jordy, um, yeah, Nah has replaced the Drake one. You know that that meme format. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That one, it's mm-hmm. like for for me, it, it's like that's a hot take where it's like uh, Jan Hammer's Miami Vice soundtrack, and then Jan Hammer's Beyond the Mind's Eye. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, this man! Hey, um, can I go back to one thing really quick? Um, you yeah, know, my I really not one thing that like, you said that really stuck with me a lot was um, you talked uh, when you're talking about writing writing an album, and you're mentioning about like. Oh, sometimes when you make the first three songs, you have them talk to each other. And I thought that was really, really fascinating way to can start start the construction of an album. Do I will be cons- right back. Is that is that a is that a um is that a conscious process for you? Do you actually like start writing these songs? And be like, well, this one will lead to this one, or do you create the songs and then and then assemble them based on the energy they have? And you look at them, and you're like, this one fits here, this one fits there. You know, how does it work for you? Usually, the beginning of the writing process, you're looking for the banger you're like looking for like the, the banger that's like the yeah. anchor of the whole like proof of concept of like the whole thing so yeah. no i don't ever like just be like okay here's the one and here's the two here's the three it'll be like like trying to write like a like a banger for you know for like a few months and then like okay i've got a few things and it's like and then it's like oh this is definitely one this is definitely two this is definitely three mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like how can i and then it's like you know writing the rest of the tracks and figuring out how they're going to balance you know around that yeah. that opening kind of thing but that opening is really important in the knowing where like the really like the really important track is is like really you know that's like the main thing yeah man i i find that too that sometimes the first song that i sit down and write it's like you're right i'm searching for something that's really going to hit hard and i'm like wow i you, i often find that i write the anchor first you know what i mean yeah, that's usually, t- yeah, that can be, a- most of the time it's like kind of the beginning of like, okay, this is like, I'm going to work around this, you know, something like mm-hmm. we'll really scan it. Like, okay, this is like, can kind of write around this track. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But it's important to like stop too when you're like, okay, well, there's like, you can only have like two or three of those like kind of like hit single vibe songs. And then it's yeah. time to, and then it's time to like stretch out and see how far you can. Uh, expand the territory around something but without losing it you know yeah no it's it's an interesting balancing act you know what i mean it's very it's very fascinating process when you begin to write something that's going to turn into an album and you're like Mm -hmm. hmm 
what's going to fit what's not going to fit what's going to be an outtake you know what i mean what is going to be something for another album what is something that i might just release as a standalone single that that single that isn't even going to be on an album or maybe i'll save this for a compilation you know i know i find that sometimes i write stuff and then it's like i don't think this is going to work on an album and then i just like catalog it away for like the next time i have like a compilation you know what i mean or the next time someone asks me to participate in something like that that's happened a lot which is a very important and like kind of like necessary to the health creative health thing is to be like mm, this is good but i don't need to force this into into being an album or anything you know mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. important to like kind of be able to like um what do you call it compartmentalize that mm-hmm. kind of that kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. yeah for Even sure, for have, sure. Yeah. Question well, for you, you Pete. Like a... oh, cool. yeah. What is your favorite video game? Because you've mentioned Sonic a few times in your music. So I gotta know. Yeah. These these singular these singular favorites are tough, but um yeah, well yeah, I definitely grew up with 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 Sonic, um so that would be Sonic and Knuckles would be a strong candidate. Sonic and Knuckles, okay. Um, good answer. Would be a strong candidate. Um, again, that's really tough, but I don't know. I, I definitely play like I definitely play through Mario sixty four like three times a year just for something to do, you know. As, as super like John Normalman of, of that is to, of me to say, but that's that's high up there for me. John Normalman is that an expression? That's great. John Normalman. It is around John yeah. Normalman oh, of me. How John Normalman of you? That's great. That's yeah, going I'm, I'm stealing that one. John Normalman. I love that. That's that's. I love totally, it. Tech I'm, Honors I'm was talking about when they take time. man and pronounce it men. He was talking about I'm a coffee man instead of I'm a I'm a man that likes coffee. I'm a coffee man. I'm John Normalman. Oh, yeah. yeah, love that. John Normalman. Yeah. How do you uh? How do you feel about the uh, the live vaporwave process? Are you still kind of working out exactly what you want it to look like? Are you mm-hmm. scaling down how many how much things you bring with you? Are you do you want to scale up? What do you want to do with your visuals? Like I think the, the one of the biggest challenges for vaporwave uh, once we go live again is you know the the growing pains of figuring out what the best what the best way to do it live is you know how to make this how to create an experience for a live for live vaporwave performances right. Because you can't approach it the same way a rock, a rock and roll band approaches it, right? It has to be kind of viewed through another lens. And I think everyone's still kind of trying to completely work out exactly mm. the best way. And do you think about that when you start your live performances? Like, well, when am I going to bring this? Am I going to do this? Am I going to have this? Will I have the sampler and the synthesizer? Am I going to have two samplers? What's my visuals going to look like? What am I? What's my personality going to be like on stage? Like, is this the thing that you think about and want to yeah. like? And, yeah. This is a huge. This is a huge subject. Huge I think about it. I think about it a, a ton. I think about it a lot. But one thing that's been really cool about, you know, Vaporwave Live, you know, which is kind of a newer thing to happen more often is like, well, there's no precedent. Like, I mean, you know, like, yeah. electronicon, you know, you know, um, Mesh just sat there at his laptop and it, it's, it's like, it's fine. That works just fine. And, you know, and then well, he had like a big, you know, I was kind of dancing around a lot of, you know, there's, you know, yeah, yeah. There's like all these different ways that it can do mm. it. You can do it, which is great. It's, it's yeah. awesome that there's not like, you know, like if it's like you can't, you know, like the, the fucking rock and roll world is so lame because it's like, oh, I need to see energy on the stage or I'm gonna fucking leave. You know, this band sucks. I want to refund. You know what I mean? But it's like we don't have to do that with vaporwave. You know, you can make it really audio visual and like immersive and moody if you want. 
or you can make it like kind of more the DJ thing, you know, mm -hmm. or you can have incorporate live instruments, guitars, you know, like Equip does and like, mm -hmm. or, you know, anywhere like anywhere in between, you know, and like I think about it so much and I and I like I'm always shopping for gear mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm like always I always want to buy gear like i want to buy gear that does the most for me for the least amount of money for the least pieces mm -hmm. and it's like to the point where i'm like it's actually to the point where the the new album that i've been working on and finished with it's like i was conceptualizing it about how i was going to eventually be able to play it live at the same time i was thinking about what i wanted to write yeah. So yeah, it's a big, it's a big thing. It's a big. Do thing. you remember? Did you ever see? Explosions I'm glad you in think about that life. a lot too, because I think about it a lot as well. And I, I, it, I, I love sitting around on folding sorry, chairs. But I want to just say, I really, really, Super really engaged. loved your answer just now. That was the perfect answer, and I think that was exactly what people need to hear: is that no, don't think about rock and roll artists. Don't think about the way that you used to watch bands play, and it was like, hey man, here's our hit song, and then you know, there's a bunch of bands jumping around. Like, no, there's no rules for this. Like, you will, you can make up how you do it live, and you know, and but think critically and think about how you want to do it and and really like you know have a game plan and and, give and so most many of the time the audience how you want to do it. Super here for it too. Mm -hmm. So like I know and I, I know that with the album that I've been working on, the new album I've been working on, like it's it's the same thing, man. It's 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 a lot of it's being informed about how am I going to make this a live thing? How what's the visual experience going to be? <coughs> and I think a lot of artists who are now comfortable, who now want to play live are really thinking the same way, too. You know what I mean? And I think it's great. And I'm just so excited to see what people come up with. Me I have too. a bunch of ideas. I have a whole lot of ideas for what I'm doing, what I'm what I plan to do. So like I can't wait to see what everybody else is doing, and I love that 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 you're like yes, yeah, it's the thing I think about all the time because I know it's the thing I think about all the time. And I think it's the thing a lot of the vaporwave artists are thinking of all the time, and it's it's nice to know that we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and then of course we also have you know the, the virtual dimension too. You know where it's even that has been an interesting platform of how we can do our our virtual virtual live things too. Mm -hmm. We I got some. This, uh... Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's oh, okay. That's okay. Um, you know, this last year has probably informed a lot of us sort of differently in various ways about our the you know the digital kind of virtual presentation, and it'll be interesting to see how that kind of translates to the actual live thing once we're back there. You know. Yeah, man, I, I have someone. Who's, I have someone that's. I'm commissioning to make a mask for me right now. Oh, <laughs> holy shit! Lights Can't up wait to see that. Shit. Yeah, I, I'm working on like a big. I'm trying to work on a big audiovisual sort of style presentation. And um, goddamn, well, you know, one. I haven't gotten anything done with this yet. I still like working on the album. I have a bunch of shit in my head. You know what I mean? And I'm like Pete too, where I'm like, what's the gear that's going to give me like the most amount of bang for my buck, right? Like, so mm -hmm. like I have like there's like these. Um, what are those DJ decks that Pioneer has that they look like DJ decks, but they're not DJ decks. They're actually like samplers. And like little small synths, but they look like CDJs, and like that's like, cool. Yeah, I want to get one of those. Uh, I want to at least look into one of those. So, anywho, Pete, we yeah, got a backlog of questions in the chat. Oh yeah, why don't we get to some of these questions? Let's please. let's go to roundtable if that's okay. Nathan says, "What inspired you to use certain motifs throughout a whole album, like that little hook in Advanced Memory Suite?" I wonder which one they're talking about, but um. I don't know. So there's a motif that I use in a lot of my songs that comes from the first album I made that was like a, like electronic album that it's a Pete Curry album. It's not FM Skyline. Oh shit! But there was one song on there that was like my favorite track. So I've used that. I've used that a lot. 
Um, but it, but sort of more like on point for the question is like, that's important when I'm starting to write an album is that certain, like I'll sort of find a, a couple of motifs that I like, and then I will definitely kind of like, kind of like riff her back, use those, like hammer them, you know, like kind of bring them for everything they're worth kind of thing, you know? Love it. Love it. Uh, Equip says, what's a Tim and Eric line that pops into your head almost once a day? <laughs> <laughs> I know my I was, I was, I was, I was really loving that the, the Beef Boys thing that they did this last <laughs> oh, summer. Man. Oh, I love when, that when, show. Like, That's his, so his, good. Like, army, the beef his, house. His, old army friend, his old army friend shows up and he's like, my friend body seems real shit. I just got out of the war. <laughs> oh, God I damn. Mean, I know for me, shrimp, shrimp and white wine is constantly oh, yeah. rotating Beaver through my spell all the time. Man, okay. Well, next question. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, that was a good question. Um, CXCHED says, do you think that it is at all important to create a character slash persona for your music to fall under rather than your actual self? This is a very interesting hmm. and difficult question. It depends on what kind of art you're making and what you're... And for, the good thing is that you can kind of play around with it a little bit. Um, I think... You know, when I was doing more like songwriting, there was a persona, and he was this kind of wild and crazy guy. Oh shit! And uh, FM Skyline is is like I, I, I liked having a little bit of distance, so that was something that worked for me. You know, like um, of course you're you're all looking at me right now, so that's not happening. But like, it's important. It depends on what the project is and what like the the soul of the project is. You know. Like, I really like that my music is, like, all kind of MIDI synthetic stuff. Oh, yeah. So it's, I don't feel the need to be, like, uh, branding my personality as much because of that. You know what I mean? It's always interesting mm -hmm. to see which Vaporwave artists are super personality and kind of character driven and which ones mm -hmm. are completely anonymous yet still successful. Yeah. There's a range there and it, you know, it's, it's, you can, you know, it's, there's room, but it is, it is kind of, it, I think it is important. And maybe me sort of waffling on the subject is demonstration of me not really knowing or something, but yeah, it is a good question. It is a good question. Worth thinking about for sure. Have you ever been accused of being an eyeliner lookalike? No. <laughs> He's been accused of being an eyeliner lookalike. We do look alike. You know, I met I, I I met Luke. You know, I had been a fan of his music when I met Luke in L.A. And you know, we we figured out that we were like born the same year, like within. Oh wow! We have a lot in common, so it's just you can you know, I, it's like um, sometimes the universe is, is is there's some serendipity, you know. So Too I wouldn't cool. be mad if somebody said you look like eyeliner, right? <laughs> yeah, cool. You know, I love eyeliner. Yeah, absolutely. If you could see any three acts live that you have not yet seen, any three, any time, they don't have to be currently in rotation, who would they be? Like just of any music history? Anything. You get to oh. see any three acts, what are they? Uh, well, it'd be cool to, to see little the old Ludwig Van rocking on the piano. Mm. It'd be cool. It'd be cool to see Thelonious Monk. Um... I don't know. I guess it's easier for me to remember uh, to think about people who I couldn't see, right? Right. Yeah. Um, World of Equip I've says gotten the chance, I've gotten a chance to see some of my most favorite artists 
that uh, recently so enviable yeah. pre-covid the electron the electronicons you know so favorite acts at electronicon let's hear them no i'm not gonna do it all right uh, well i i mean so have you played the game Paradise Killer? Quiz0083 is asking if you've played the game Paradise Killer, which seems to take heavy aesthetic influence from your album covers. What? Yeah. Uh, I have not heard of Paradise Killer. I need to look that up. I think he asked another question earlier, asking if you would ever play your music with a live band. Um, No, I haven't. Would you uh, ever? Would you ever? Yeah, I would. Um, Yeah, a friend of mine... Um, Fake Fever actually learned a lot of my uh, lightwear on, on drums, and we were wondering no if we were going to ever have to uh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, Fake Fever's out there, too, isn't he? Oh, that was, um, that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, we didn't really get the chance to do it, um, but, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm open. It would, be, it would be cool. But I also have to admit that, like, part of, like, being FM Skyon was I've been, in, I've been in tons of bands. I've been in bands for years. And so it's, like, really... It's, it's kind of been Fake nice skyline. to be um, yeah in charge of myself, but at the same time, you have to kind of let it go. And but that kind of feeds back onto the like, what do people need to see on a stage, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, I, yeah, it would be fun to play with the band again. Also, Isaac, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shot down your <laughs> Electronicon question. No, that's just, fine, dude. I know. It's hard, you know. This, it's, it is hard. You don't want to. You don't want to create I'm any sorry. favorites. I'm sorry. It's. it's it's okay. We can yeah, rename the show to, Mild Takes. <laughs> um, is there any act or artist that you would very much like to collaborate with? You get free reign. You that get free reign. Well, I mean... I don't know. Nothing pops into my mind. Wow! Nothing, no artist whatsoever in the whole damn whole he took the political there, huh? route. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like um, doesn't have to be the only one you'd want to collaborate. Just a one that you'd want to collaborate with. Yeah. Um, you get other options if you want to in the future. This is just one who would be you know, be cool to to meet this person and play with uh, them. Maybe like maybe uh, they could you know make a little like a little song with them. See what would happen. Doesn't have to be a vaporwave artist either. Just anybody. Yeah. No, you know it's like this is this is a hot take. It's it's like it's hard. It's like I think it's like having to like pick singular things as like identifiers or it's like really difficult. You know, it's like it's like really it's like really easy. It's really easy. You think of these things all the time when you're walking down the street, but it's like so hard to sign off on things. Some sometimes it's just it's just really hard to sign off on things like that. I mean, there's there's a lot of people I would love to collaborate with i feel that i mean like i would i would love to collaborate i mean i mean i don't think no apology necessary who wouldn't want to who wouldn't want to collaborate with like one oh tricks point never you know yeah of course you know yeah it would be great to collaborate with with daniel lapat that would be awesome or vectroid you know i I don't know they would ever fuck i want to collaborate with one oh tricks that would be a dream that's the dream one day do you know who you need to collaborate with you know i who? Fashionista boyfriend. Who? Oh yeah. Um, I was listening to know, Hypnophobia actually, and it you know, sounds talk about like it would be a great me. mixture. Just saying. I'd like to like personally. Uh, yeah, I would totally. Uh, hmm. 
I have some ideas. Meh, I'm not gonna some say that loud. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I, someone it's might hard. steal it's your hard idea, to bro. Say, but like, I have, I have ideas. I got ideas for collaborating. I also feel like you know, hard I'm to gonna get to. I, I have, I have the opportunity to collaborate with a lot of like peers that yeah. in the scene, you know, and that's who I want to collaborate with, and I will. You yeah. know what I mean? We all get. Yeah, you know, like we have. We all, you know, we all have. No, there's nothing so stratified, you know. It's like, um, but I don't. I don't know. It's. I know it's like. I know it's a bummer to like not have an answer for that, but it's just no, like dude, you don't have to have an answer for that. I think you make a really. I think that your answer is actually much more interesting than a real answer, which is how difficult it is to have these signal signifiers, right? That you're like people expect you right, to have yeah. an answer for this, and then like that's what well, your answer for it is going to tell them something about who you are and what you're all about. You know what I mean? So I thought that you're actually your way of handling that answer almost more was probably almost more fascinating than giving a real answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that a lot. I co-sign. I was just giving you a hard time. No, Plus, but these is like, 500 like, does want to know what your most memorable econ one or two moment up, was. Uh, a conversation. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. DSD 500 says, what was your favorite, or I'm sorry, what was your most memorable econ one or two moment? Um, It was definitely econ one, sunset on Manhattan, telepath starting up and being really high and i was with my girlfriend and we were just like wow like, like you know because i was having the best day of my life and she was really you know it was like it was it was really breathtaking you know that was really that's magical. really special yeah that was really magical i am again were, incensed you, that i missed the whole it. day was incredible but that was that was that was unbelievable just the you know the sunset and the beginning of the that stuff from Unison that Telepath was playing. It was just, it was just gorgeous. Mm, yeah, it was wonderful. Um, yeah, H- hot take from me right now is that, uh, you know, <laughs> Telepath's like a wonderful guy. <laughs> like when I have ever, ever interacted with him, he's been he's nothing but sweet. kind. He's been nothing but kind, peaceful, and a great conver- a really fun conversationalist. Like I have had like long conversations with him about nature of reality and it's been very pleasant and without pretense but incredibly sincere so you know cut him some slack none of us are that. perfect he's super mm-hmm. sweet but yeah there was that one tweet i was like oh geez really yeah well um, dumb fucking shit once in a while what are you yeah. gonna do yeah I mean, I just think, um, you know, people were just waiting for a reason to, to roast. I don't know, man. You know what? I don't want to get involved in that. Anyhow. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, but the point, well, anyway, what I wanted to say uh, was that was your girlfriend. So I have a question for that, FM Scott. When you're, did you get your, did you have a problem getting your girlfriend into the Electronicon? Or did you just kind of get her in? It was no problem. I remember at Electronicon, uh, everybody was like freaking out about like, where's my girlfriend? She's in line. George said she'd get her in. What did, did you have that kind of problem too? Or were you just like, it's not, uh, I got her. No, it was, it was tough. I had to meet, I had to meet her, you know, when she got inside because it was. You guys you had trouble getting, getting your girlfriends into econ? Right. Damn. No, there no. Was, here, there was, here's there was the a lot going on. No, there really wasn't. Here's the thing: is speaking as someone who promotes parties and like runs events often, I, you know what you do? You grab your girlfriend and you wave to the security guard and walk past them because that's what I did with like ten people that I was bringing in for like the econ after party afterwards that were gonna maybe like the virtual ninety four guys. Like you guys don't know that you just have to like walk out. Like I saw all you guys like <laughs> it was like you guys are all freaking out about getting your girlfriends in and this and that, and I'm like. Dude, like, just grab them and just wave to security and walk fast. It's literally that easy. 
it was just funny to me because I'm like, well, I promote parties all the time. I just know how like you just like <laughs> look like you need. You, all you have to do is look like you belong, and you just walk past. Quiz like, zero zero eight. That, it's says. literally for future reference, guys. Like, because I saw like everybody like freaking out about where's my girlfriend? I have to get my girlfriend in. I have to get George, and I'm like, man, George is really busy. Just grab your girlfriend and walk them past security. They won't stop them. Like, watch, watch how easy it is. Yeah. So next econ, don't do that. Just grab your girlfriend and whoever else you want who's with you and walk past security and it will be fine. You don't have to like, you don't have to play that game. <laughs> like it's all right. Like I just know this cause I work you know, doing parties, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Unpology not accepted. How know, dare right? you follow Damn. rules, Pete? Quiz 0083 hey, hey, says everyone in this scene is Skelly's GF. Brought up. See equip brought up is yeah it's true you would you would never think telepath was telepath I met him backstage at Econ One and it was just like this dude and he, I think he like asked me I think he asked me what I had used or something to for something and I was like oh there were just some logic BSTs like yeah I thought I had some and it was like just catching wind that this this guy was telepath and I was like oh. Talk about a John Normalman. Yeah, <laughs> you know, John Normalman. Normal. So, um, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, I, uh, I had a, uh, actually, I actually had a lovely time with him. I actually hung out. He's the person I hung out with the most at Econ Two, honestly. Um, like the whole time, at smoking weed with him and from his that he had brought himself. I had stuff with me too, but he's like, no, no, I got my own stuff. This works for me. And yeah, I had a great time. I, I actually t- pulled him aside the first time, and I, I'm not trying to brag right now, but I told him, I'm like, I think I know what your albums are about. And he's like, okay. And then I told him, and um, I was right, just saying. And <laughs> he told me I was right. And then he told me what the next albums were going to be about. And those ha- happened to be um, gathering from what he told me at that, I, I assume. And then I heard like the Lovers and Twine stuff, and that is exactly what he was telling me. The new albums were going to be and how he'd be writing them with somebody else and told me who that person was but anyway that's for another conversation point is that yeah i agree with what pete said all that stuff he's he's good he's not he's a good dude you know Uh, right people have their moments and um you know we should you know just cut people some slack sometimes you know because you would like to be cut slack too because at some point in your life you're going to say something you're going to you all everybody you're all oh yeah everyone something. deserves you're gonna a second do something. chance you might not be on twitter maybe it'll be around your family maybe with a group of friends maybe it'll be on some other social media thing you're going to do something and you're going to say something that's insensitive and isn't considering people's feelings and it's the selfish thing to say and you're going to say it and you might regret it after you do it but then it'll be out there and you're like you're gonna be like oh fuck and um you know this is gonna. It might happen to you one day. So have patience and be kind and uh, rise above the muck. You know, right? Right? What do you guys think? Yeah, I love I it. Agree. I agree. Um, I've, I've realized I have to. I have to use the bathroom really badly. Um, hey, so I could. Why do don't that. you? Uh, why don't you do that? And then when you come back, you can shout out or say anything you want. Okay. That's one All thing right, we I'll like to do. Okay. Let's see if I can. Why don't you go, Pete? We'll talk to the crowd for a minute. Uh, guys, is there anything that you guys want to talk about just in general? I don't know. Anything at all? Anything that's been happening in the Vapor world that you would like to touch on or talk to us about? An album or some event or just anything in general? Yeah, sound off, guys. Any questions you have? Any any Anything that you want to get our opinion on or, or Pete's when he comes back? That's I don't know. Anything? 
Yeah, we're coming down to the last few minutes. Shiny Crystal Pistol has asked this question twice. Vaporwave, <laughs> okay, Dream Blood rotation. So we definitely got to get Pete's answer on that one. Dream Blood. Well, okay, I'll give my answer first, go. and then we'll go from there. Okay, so my Dream Blunt rotation is um, is Telepath and uh, and um, definitely uh, George Clanton. Um, and also, because he doesn't really do it that often. But, oh, know, no, so he's I'm a lightweight. No, so he's fun. And then let me think of a really good one for my third one. For who else would I want to have in this rotation? Um, that third one's the hardest. I'd really like to have um, just somebody who's, uh, you know, I really like Be Careful a lot. I think he'd just okay. be a real fun person to bounce ideas off of as well in that state. He'd be really fun, too. Um, and... Um, Fun fact, um, since you mentioned probably be sleep, sleep, sleep pattern as well. <laughs> sleep pattern to be Actually, careful. And honestly, like, oh my god, and, and in rail, you know, God, everybody in this chat too. Oh my god, like all you guys. Honestly, up, oh sir, my god, please. everybody, everybody in Pacific Plaza, every artist has ever recorded with Pacific Plaza, and everybody who runs that label for sure. Right, Alex. Oh my God, Groovy. just like honestly though, but like I'm looking at this chat and just like all of you guys too, like Equip, Real everyone, shit. everybody here. A quiz, you know, he's a you know, I always want to ask Kevin like, all these video game uh, questions, DS and then dude, I get nervous. Shiny, shiny crystal pistol, of course. Uh, anxiety, with the yeah, all you guys would be like so much fun to just chill with, probably, and and uh, have a fun time. I okay, actually take two of the same choices. Um, George, telepath, and I really, really would like to pick Vectroid's brain for a little while. Scares me. She scares me sometimes. Vectroid. <laughs> Vectroid is extremely. Intimidating. I love her. I love her. Intimidating. Extremely intimidating. Is that? I'm not sure. So, chill. Pete, the question <laughs> before you do your shoutouts is: uh, Dream Blunt Rotation. Vaporwave Dream Blunt Rotation. A vaporwave Dream Blunt Rotation. Um. Well, uh. Two clones of Enrail. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I've actually I've already had the one of the, one of the best possible dream blunt rotations, which was after Econ Two was was uh, with eyeliner and equip and me. Oh, that sounds great! That sounds oh, that fun. is fun. That was a dream. Blunt. That sounds really fun. I'm not sure who the big blunt roasters are. I would, I would make my question my answer a little easier. <laughs> uh, all right, any other questions, guys? Yeah, we're down to the the last. We're getting down tricks. to the wire, so like we gotta we got get to, uh, like one of you guys want to get two last more minute in. zingers, and then we get uh, your shout outs, and then we'll Ooh, shout out audio and Twin Pines. Oh my God, I would love to smoke with Twin Pines. Actually, I oh, just, yeah, I Twin yeah. Pines is not far. He would probably be so fun. Golf audio would be golf audio would probably crack would me up. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Who's going ahead? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Remember, yeah. Azure, Azure Sands got me high as fuck the day before Econ too. That was fun. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then I got I got I got stuck on the the big busy highway in LA. We I was I was given uh, Dan Mason a ride back because we were staying at the, in the same area, and we got stuck. We were stuck in traffic together. I was super. Azure Sands had gotten me super, super, super fucking high. <laughs> that's so really in the middle of traffic. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Backing <laughs> up. That's too funny. Lux has uh, a question. More... Somebody asked about whether you guys think Bandcamp Friday is a good thing or bad thing. Good thing. Good thing. Good thing, man. I agree. It's fine. Good I thing. good thing for sure. Good thing. Easy enough. 
All right, Pete, we got two minutes. Who do you want to shout out? What do you want to say? You have the floor, sir. Oh, well, thanks. You, thank you guys for having me. It's good to, it's good to chat with you guys. Um, I don't know. I got the, well, we've got that. I'm playing this, uh, this, this thing on uh, Friday. Um, Dan Mason. And oh, Randall yeah. Catskill Records. Fever. Yeah, man. Slugfest, guys. Tune in to Pad Shennington Slugfest. What a big thing. We've got a lot of Pat. homies on Love the lineup. Pat. Love that guy. He's a hell of a hype beat. Shout out to 100%. 100p, and, uh, baby. And uh, yeah, I just finished a new album, but that'll have to wait till, till a little later. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. Damn. Oh, yeah. Super exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I kind of have worn down, so I'm like out of the energy for the big shout outs. I'm oh, sorry. It's all good, man. Sorry. It was so good in the chat. We, we touched on like some really fucking cool things, so I really appreciate it. That's what we try to do. We here, are man. honored we to have to, you here, we man. Try to do that. Um, Chris, do you want to go next? Do I have any shout-outs? Uh, yes. So I, I suppose I'm not sure when it's being released, but I'll be on that Winter Quilt remix album for uh, O Discordia, and that's also featuring myself on that album, along with Alpha Chrome Yayo, and also Eyeliner, a lot of good and things about also that guy. Donor Lens, and also Cell Shade, and also Hong Kong Express, I believe. Um, and then also Maybe coming wait. out soon should be, I guess that vapor pop thing is still coming out soon, right? I have a song on that. Um, I'm working on a song with Frank Job C and oh, I'm shit. also just got a pop, pop culture just tapped me and asked me to do a, uh, a remix for the, uh, you know, a remix of the 2000, uh, um, 20 live, you know, that album that he just came out with. He asked me if, uh, yeah. wouldn't mind if we could do a remix and I jumped at that because I love that album. Pop jumped at, a very jumped skilled at guy. We're, we're uh, also, um, probably there's a bunch of other things I think that are coming out sooner or later. And, um, but, uh, until I organize them, I'll just, I've, I've shouted them out before, but I'm going to stop that until they're like fully organized and ready to go. Hell yeah. So, um, yes. we have a, uh, event coming up pretty soon. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but it's, uh, something I'll be partaking in. I don't really know how much information is out there. Uh, it's a live stream don't really want to say anything unless i know i'm in the clear but a lot of good a lot of good homies participating i'm going to be putting down a 30 minute witch house dj said holy shit something Wendy's i've never been able to her push. shit out over oh, that dude, oh it my is God. brutal anyone who tuned into my insta or my facebook last night got to hear a little bit and it is brutal and i have never been able I was to pull listening off a witch to house that set. on your facebook you posted that you're, oh, i, I saw some of that man you're too kind yeah man I'm, I'm trying to make the blends work and um i'm excited about that uh i i don't think it's uh i don't think it's i think it's okay to say uh ming curry is going to be doing my visuals uh, oh, Ming Curry. Ming Curry's, that's another thing. Oh, that I can announce too. Ming Curry is doing an album, a music album. He's got some great music, and I contributed vocals to one of the songs that he's doing. So, uh, Very so I guess I can individual. shout that out Can't as well. But anyway, back um, to you. The event is being organized by Be Careful. Hopefully I'm not saying anything oh, I'm not him. allowed to say, love but I'm very, very excited about this. And there's going to be a lot of special um, interview segments. Um, I actually got roped in thanks to Molo360, who is a very dear friend. Love runs her. the best She's vaporwave the very podcast. Best. Shout out to Molo. The real so one. much for so many Molo. people. Um, so I've got that working. I'm working on that. I'm also working on a set after that for an extremely, extremely big event that's going to span the globe. It's going to span the entire community, probably wow, in late wow, May. Wow. Don't want to say any names. Don't want to give any details, but it is in the works, and it is going to be stupid awesome. 
Well, you, um, sir, are the Steve Aoki of Vaporwave. So I'm I'm know. sure you are already aware, and, and thank you. You're too kind. Um, Coming up next on the podcast, we have Mr. Tech Honors, the gentleman who rated us tonight, thanks to 100P, Monday, mm-hmm. April 12th, at same time, same place. Tech Honors on Hot Takes, y'all. So, mm-hmm. everybody say <coughs> thank you to Pete. And good night. Thank you to Pete. We appreciate it. Can we put like a one? In. What do we want to put in the chat for Pete right now? Uh, F or a one, or what should we do? Um, F in the chat for for FM Skyline. F in the chat for FM Skyline. We appreciate you, man, letting us pick your brain. I know it's late over there on the East Coast. Yes. So good. I had a great time. Thanks, guys. I Thank very much enjoyed on, talking man. to you. Love you. Thanks Love again. You, Pete. Miss you, Pete. I can't wait to party with you in real life and just oh, hang out and have wait. some beers, man. We're going to have can't a great wait. time. We'll get some yeah. pineapple pizza with uh, jalapenos on it as well. That's right. Yep. Hell yeah. That's right. Thanks again also to Tech Honors <laughs> who rated us tonight and Indie Advent, yeah. our first guest you, and dedicated you, uh, consultant who is recording. Um, that's it for our show. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and see you in a couple of weeks on Hot Takes. Let's get those flames. Let's get that air horn. Do we have anyone to raid, guys? Anyone in the chat have oh, a recommendation? Yes. Ask, the, ask the chat if there's someone to raid. Is Pacific Plaza sometimes, um, you know, sometimes Sleep Pattern is doing stuff over there. Is anyone, who should we raid? Damn, son. I just clicked off the screen, so I don't know what they're saying. 3D Blast? 3D Blast is streaming? Yeah, raid 3D Blast.